the 10th best scary movie of all time. We'll start the list off there before we take our first commercial break. Because <laughs> you know it's going to be 20 minutes. <laughs> Welcome to the Dillman Joe Basement Podcast. We're here today with a very special list episode with our hottest returning guest, Dominic Morrow. Here, <laughs> Clap- here. Here, here. Returning for his fourth episode. I'm glad to be back. Thanks, Dom. Episode you- 40, the big 4 Episode 40 in his fourth returning episode. How do you feel about being on here today? I'm excited. Basement. I'm happy. I'm happy that it's in this basement, too. Yeah. It'd be a good one. Yes, we're in our probably second or third basement, but our first basement really feels like the basement. Can you feel it, folks? We're in an undisclosed location. No airflow. It's perfect. At all. Just idea flow. Idea flow. Episode 40, we know it's a big episode, as they always are, but we're hitting a decade here, and don't forget what season it is. It's fucking spooky season, folks. And you know what that means. The list it has to be spooky. What are we talking about today, Dylan? Today, we are talking about our top 10 scariest movies of all time. That's right. Our best scary movies our, of all time. Our best scary movies of all time. They all have to be scary movies. That's a given. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to be horrifying. They have to be the best version of a scary movie that we've ever seen. I know. I saw the Michael Jackson documentary in 2009. I thought that was pretty scary. But right. it's not on my list. Right. Okay. That might be the scariest movie, but not the best scary movie of all yeah. time. And yeah, and then off we go there. So we're going to get into it. The same rules as all the other lists. You guys know how it goes. We each have our top 10 lists. We have to both vote on each category. Only one can survive, but here's the catch. We already told each other our number one pick, so we can't steal each other's pick there. Besides that, if you have a pick that's a little bit later on the list and someone else took it, sorry. It's fucking gone. Too bad. Too bad, so sad. And that's the way the game goes. And this is how we do it. We're starting off with our hottest guest of all time. At number 10, the 10th best Scary movie of all time. We'll start the list off there before we take our first commercial break. Because <laughs> you know it's going to be 20 minutes. <laughs> so let's start it off there. And uh, I'll probably have cut by now for the intro sequence. And then we'll get on to number 10. Number 10, the 10th best scary movie of all time. Take it away, our sexiest guest of all time, please. Oh, I'm upgrading. I'm not just hot. I'm sexy now. Well, I want to lick yeah. you. Is that anything? So I definitely uh, incest. Took a. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my list. <laughs> incest the movie. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> anyway, let's um, hear it. Let's hear it. So my number ten, I definitely I uh, I picked a movie that it's definitely it's not a horror movie, 
Right. But which is why we just just for the yes, for the record, yeah. that's why we didn't you can say pick trolls for all we want. That doesn't be horror like, movies. Just has to be scary. the best scary yeah. movies. Yeah. It's definitely definitely especially. I remember I was probably about ten years old when I saw it for the first time, and it was very scary to me then. Mm-hmm. Is the Green Mile? Oh, Ooh, the Green I Mile. Like where that, with this. It was. I mean, really not that bad until the first time they, you see them flip the switch oh, and yes. watch a man get electrocuted. Yeah. And that was the, a classic Halloween trope too. The electric chair just yeah. The, and the obviously the what I thought was the scariest part was the botched execution with Dell oh, when man. Percy purposely oh, didn't wet the sponge and he burned to death and uh, people were puking and it was I remember seeing that as a kid and I was like oh I do not like that yeah but I still watch the movie all the time because it's a great movie it's mm-hmm. great absolutely cheers to that that's great it movie. not only is that a great film and also a perfect example of why we picked the top 10 best scary movies because the uh, green mile is not a horror film is it not at all. I wouldn't call that a horror film. I wouldn't call it a slasher. Wouldn't call it anything like that. But it is a terrifying movie. Yes. That's a great movie. And yeah, it is scary because one of the scariest things about that that might come up on my list later, that the scariest things might not be ghosts and ghoulies and zombies, but the shit that really happens in the world. <laughs> yeah. The Green Mile yeah. is not exactly it's, it's not a far, one-to-one true not, story, not, but that shit happened yeah, all absolutely. the time. And the electric chair is a fucking horror torture device. And... uh Great pick for number and, 10. And it really, it is hard to believe that at one point in time, some scientist was like, I invented the electric chair. This is more humane than hanging someone. <laughs> yeah. We used to just hit him until he stopped breathing, but we went with the electric chair because it's science. Technology. <laughs> Technology. Technology. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want me to go next so we can go around the horn and keep track better of the... Uh, yeah, we'll go around the horn. All right. So my number 10 pick for the best scary movies of all time, is a movie that I put it low on the list just because I think it's a, it's a fear that I have, maybe more than other people, but it's such an intense fear in myself that this movie, I can't watch it without being freaked out, and a lot of times I'm wanting to fast forward through it. That's a movie called The Descent. It's a movie about a group of ladies trying to go on an adventure together. They're all at different points in their life. And they want to go spelunking in a big cave. And the cave gets tighter and tighter as they go along. And spoiler alerts for all these movies, if you haven't seen them, by the way. We're going to talk about all of them to make them more you know, exciting for this list. But when they get down there, it's super dark. And it's like early 2000s. So it's the, the you know, night vision cameras and all kinds of you can barely see shit before that was cool. Before Paris Hilton's famous movie that she made. Oh, I've never seen that. What is it? Oh, it's called One Night in Paris. You should check it oh, out. Definitely check it out. So, Payment House of Wax. <laughs> another great film. Um, but they come upon these monsters that live underground to, you know, don't see light because they live underground in total darkness all the time. But to me, that's not as scary as the fact that they are miles and miles underground in small caverns where they can barely move or breathe between them. The scariest parts of the movie for me are them crunching their bodies between and not knowing how to get out of there. I'd rather have a monster eat me alive than be stuck, slowly starving and terrified for a week as I try to find my way out of the labyrinth in the induction vents that is the earth. Fucking terrifying. The Descent, I still can't watch it comfortably today. It's fucking... If you're claustrophobic or you don't like doing the idea of going inside a cave... It's scarier than the monsters. The monsters are like an extra cherry on top. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting stressed out just from you talking about it. <laughs> the Descent, my number oh, 10 pick God. for best scary movie of all time. I'm glad you picked that one because that is one of the best movies of all time. One of the scariest movies oh, of all time. It's terrifying. And the twist at the end, 
that makes you think is fucking amazing. Great twist. Because they're humanoid. I mean, I, I don't, we're not going to spoil it, but it's just a good fucking mm. movie. There's, there's, uh, you think it's over, but you know, mm-hmm. much like being trapped in a cavern, it's never really over. Or a closet. Yes. Thank you, R. Kelly. <laughs> well, and I, you know, at the end, I mean, we can say it's worth saying. Oh, yeah, let's, let's, it's we're spoiling saying, these movies. Let's go. Let's yeah, say. it's worth saying. Wow. I mean, the one survivor at the end ends up being comfortable down there, and then you realize that all the monsters were former humans. I had to learn to survive there. Yeah, I had to learn to survive I there. thought you were talking about the end where she finally breaks out and then she gets in her car and gets in an accident and wakes up and she's still in the fucking cave. Yeah. She thinks she's gone, but she's just passed out in the cave and she woke up and realized that she's still amongst amongst the beasts. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Anyways. It's fucking crazy. Oh, you got to watch it. Number 10 pick. Yeah. This scent. Yep. Dylan, let's hear your time. All right. So, um... Flying in at a, at a solid 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I should have checked my tomatoes. Yeah, I didn't think that, that would have been a good idea. Uh, that's a smart idea. Tomatoes. Oh, man, that's um, a good maybe idea. Maybe during a break, solid, we could t- them off Solid really 26%, which if you watch this movie full through as an adult, not when you're um, uh, 10, when I first saw it, right. you, it is, uh, it's that. It gets a 26%, but it is a great movie with a story that makes it go insane so the movie is a book by stephen king well we might have a couple of those on our list direct by somebody else called riding the bullet riding the bullet and i have decided that it should actually be just be called worst day ever (laughs) because it's it all takes place pretty much over one day this one guy as a kid is so he's getting bullied to go on this roller coaster called the bullet he's so scared of this roller coaster i fucking hate roller coasters so it really hit me hit home back then I hate and, the theme of the personal fears that we have, like making that so much more visceral when you're watching a movie that like that gets me right in the fear so center. Much. And he has to jump and take a leap to ride the bullet throughout the whole movie. But the the movie pretty much starts off as that. And then it goes into his girlfriend just breaks up with him and he decides to kill himself in his bathtub oh. on his birthday. Oh, his oh birthday. Man. And then right when he's right when he's about to slit his wrists, his, his girlfriend and all of his friends come in and go, happy birthday. And he's like, Bad time. <laughs> it's a bad time for them. And then since his failed suicide attempt, the rest of the movie just gets fucking worse and worse and oh worse. My God. And he uh, ends up um, uh, going all over the fucking place, just trying to just get out of this mess. And ends up in a one of the craziest, coolest scenes of all time. He's in like a 50s Chevy with David Arquette, who is Satan, driving the dead travel fast. So they're going like 150 miles an hour. And he's terrified. And um, and the what whole, do you mean the by whole the dead, what's the dead travel fast? Like that's the quote dead. of the movie. He said, "Oh, the, the dead like, travel fast." The dead fast. travel fast. Gotcha, so when you see yeah. dead, oh. they can go from one place to another really quickly. Damn. So he realizes that David Arquette's dead, and um, the movie overall just has this 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 feeling of like dread and like, is this ever gonna fucking end? And then he's running through a cornfield, getting chased by two guys with shotguns because he he fell out of the car and now he's stuck in someone's property. Just like nonstop bullshit. Worst day ever. Yeah, and then at the end, he uh, he's he's always scared of everything, and he goes, "I'm gonna ride the bullet." And then he gets on the train, gets on the roller coaster, and the movie ends. It's just this movie that is just it's That's how so it ends. bad. It's so so it really coaster. it really strays he from the attempted suicide after that though. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. He he just failed everything and just he just up. almost died he the entire even, time. He can't even kill himself, right? It's that kind of thing. <laughs> yep. Yep, he. Uh, How did it get twenty six percent? Because it sounds like such a cool idea for a movie. They must just like botched the whole thing. It had so many good quotes, but it sounds great. Yeah, like the dead travel fast, and you got to ride the bullet, and all these other things that ride are like, the bullet is a great name for a movie too. Yeah. But like ride the bullet. 
and a bullet is a, it's roller, a roller coaster. coaster. So that's my number ten pick because that movie I've seen a bunch of times because it's I like watching it, but it's it's so good it's bad, so bad it's good. Yep. Both. <clears throat> All right, so that's time for our first round of voting. Voting. All um, right, Dom, will you take the vote well, away first? Well, uh, even though this movie I haven't seen, I want to go with yours, The Descent. Because mm-hmm. I am very claustrophobic, and the more I go through life, the more I get. And it's just hearing you talk about them splunking through those caves, I was just like, God. And all the camera angles are just, like, on their heads. You, just, you feel like you're just stuck it's in like there. It, it just makes you think of that guy that got stuck in the cave so bad that they just morphine drip into his foot until he dies. Yes, just, that really happens all the time. It's, it's fucking I horrifying. You see all those I'll never go into people cave that ever they'll see a hole near, like, a river, and they'll just go through and end up. Like twenty feet. Yeah, it's like the like, size of their chest cavity, and it's like, oh, I'll just go for it. Yeah, yeah you're gonna terrifying. die, it's... and then you're gonna die alone and, and crushed to death without being able to see. Fucking terrifying, man. Yeah. Um. So I I would re- I regularly vote for my own movie because the descent's so fucking scary, and also it's a good movie all around. Like they do a job, like just instilling the fear in you, which a lot of movies on my list, and I'm sure yours do, they bring you into the scenario and bring you into the fear, and you start to get scared by just the idea of how good the movie's going. But because of the what Dylan just said, I'm going to vote for Ride the Bullets. <laughs> Sounds awesome. I appreciate it, Joe. I, I, that was great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, do, I do really want to watch that movie. I want to watch that, too. You guys got to watch it. It's worth it. I'm sure it's free. <laughs> 26 raw tomato i yeah. wonder how the yeah we should look at the tomatoes for the descent and uh you know, all the other ones we have going on here definitely so uh I, I vote the descent just because i saw it when it came out i think i saw it in theaters yeah it was on my list and it is the the the, the claustrophobia thing is fucking it's real. real and the monsters you're, you're claustrophobic you're getting and crushed, there's monsters and you see a monster that has vampire fangs yeah all, like, all their teeth are sharp because they all they do is drink blood it's and like, you're in their house like they're totally yeah. comfortable and you can't see they, and you can't escape at all yeah because there's no running away in the woods in the woods there's space there's no space yeah, yeah. and part of that movie's theme was human evolution because those the monsters were former people yeah they, they evolved probably, to live on yeah they evolved so their eyes are white they don't because they don't need them. they don't see um yeah. they just they know their way around the caves by smell yep and um, by hearing. And yeah. by hearing and all these things. So, like, you can't... You're down there, and there's something that is massively, massively has the advantage over you. And so. that little stress and anxiety, you begin to turn on each other because you're so anxious and agitated. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, I think Descent... So, I just absolutely. looked it up. Uh, Descent got 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a pretty good rating. Green Mile got 78. I always thought the Green Mile would be I higher. I thought it would be more yeah, than that. me too. Yeah. You know, I, I, as much as it's, it's cool to have the Rotten Tomatoes, I don't want to rate everyone because I don't feel like we're going to shit on our no, own No, no, no. We'll do a, cu- a couple here But that's there. a good one, yeah. though. I'm surprised that the Descent had better rating than the Green Mile. The Green Mile's a great movie. I pr- the only reason, I think, is because the Green Mile might be one of those movies that everyone talks about. It's so like, right, we're not going to rate it that high. Maybe everyone, that's it. Yeah. Like, everyone talks about this movie. So but don't forget, Rotten Tomatoes isn't a rating. They don't say, I'll give it a 78. It's just how many ups and downs you get. So mm-hmm. it's either 100 or 0 and they, they average out the middle. So that means that more people gave it a up. And over time, it's going to change as well. Right. It's, it's a living, like Squid Game got 100. Thing. Yeah, but and, it won't but have over that time, forever. it's going to change. I didn't know that. Exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. So that's number 10 on our the list. Descent. It's official. The Descent. I can't fucking relax. Fuck. Fuck. Okay, Sarah, you have to calm down. And the only way you're going to do that is to breathe, yeah? Okay, breathe. Slowly. Just keep breathing. What the fuck am I? I can't. I can't die. I can't fucking breathe. Just listen to my voice. Yeah? Yeah? I'm coming. I'm coming back. 
I do think it's interesting. I think that's the first time. I mean, this is our third list. Yeah. I think that's the first time that the one that won mm-hmm. was not voted. The person who picked it didn't vote for it. <laughs> and the other two did. Maybe, yeah, that, that could be. Check the archives, but I will yeah, figure We're it. not going to do the work. You have to do it. <laughs> All right, so with that, we'll take our first break. Oh, man, we're having fun here, aren't we? (laughs) Is it Halloween or what? (coughs) Yeah. So now we're moving on to our numero nueve, the number nine on the list here of the best scary movies of all time. I'm going to start this one off. Uh, because I won. I just can't. We're, ro- we're rotating. We're rotating. So my movie at number nine, I probably should have put it higher because most people I know who are my age especially, it struck us. Unlike a lot of the best scary movies that have ever come out, this is one that I was at the perfect age group when it came out. I saw it right as it came out, and it scared the ever-loving piss out of me. And that movie was adapted from a Japanese film, but you'll know it better as it's an American adaptation that was much more popular. It's called The Ring. Not only is this movie horrifying in the sense that these people watch a videotape where after you watch it, this crazy amalgamation of weird concepts culminating in a creepy little girl coming out of a well and crawling towards you. After you watch it, you're super disturbed. You turn it off. It's a VHS tape. Also shows the time it came out. Absolutely. And then you get a phone call right away. And then when you answer the phone, it goes, seven days. And you don't know what that is? Click. That's because when you watch this videotape, it is exactly seven days from that moment until you die. There's no way to escape it except for one way, which is to show someone else that tape. So the horror is coming to you. It will kill you no matter where you are, no matter who you are. You've seen the tape. The only way to avoid your fate is to subject someone you know to the same fate you've had. So not only can it kill you anywhere and anywhere, you have to take someone that trusts you and basically sign their death warrant and kill them. In the meantime, a creepy little girl crawls out of a well and climbs through your TV into your house and scares you so bad, it twists your face into a gruesome, contorted mess, and you die. And when I saw that movie, the actual little twinge in it is that when you're watching that tape, you're watching the tape. So you feel like, well, I just saw it too. And if the phone rings after that movie, and, yeah. oh, so help you Christ. When I heard the ring, the, the fucking ring of the telephone, oh, oh, oh. I freaked the <laughs> hell out. It is terrifying. Most people my age have seen it, and everyone I know who's seen it, it scared the fucking piss out of them. And that's my pick for number nine, The Ring. Good number nine. Thank you. Yep. I personally was not able to sleep for seven days, and I was like, this is absolutely <laughs> oh, shit. going to happen to me. Like this, it's, I believe there was a death from exhaustion. Oh, yeah. I didn't believe it was going to happen, but I was like, this is not good. This is not I good. was so scared. Yep. And um, and you said it's from Japan, China? Yeah. The, the original movie called Ringu, and then they did the American version, which, you know, is the more popular one. But it's, and people say, oh, the original is better. Nope. The ring's the best one. Come on. Come on. I thought the original awesome. one was called Rango, but... <laughs> That's Johnny Depp. Nope. He oh, might come sorry, up on our list oh. later. <laughs> Guys, that's my number two. <laughs> Rango. 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 <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so The Ring, my number nine. Please, Dylan, take right, it away. So, Joe pick Rango. Um, all right, so my number nine. <laughs> my number nine is a film that came out in 2014, which happened to be a good year for these movies. Mm-hmm. 
and it was set in uh, almost like abandoned Detroit. And I'm already terrified. Sorry, wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was getting confused. Nope, this one's set in the woods, and it is the, the woods same. of Detroit. <laughs> it doesn't say where it's where it is, but it's called Honeymoon. Honeymoon. And has anyone seen Honeymoon? No. You need to. It's one of the best movies ever. So, <clears throat> recently married couple, they're wicked in love. What? They're both attractive, <laughs> and they're on their honeymoon in the woods by a lake. Okay. So far, I'm enthralled. And they're all lovey-dovey, fucking bullshit. Things are going great. They love each other. And then one night, she starts acting weird. He starts rolling over to go. Oh, as soon as they get married, am I right? Oh, yeah. God. Now it's all over. <laughs> we both know. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> to go press his boner up against her butt or something at night, and then she's not there. Marital you got to read the book before you do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then she comes back, and she just starts acting more weird and weird and weird as the days go on. And then he starts to watch her, and she just gets up out of bed. A bright light shines the window. She gets up out of bed, walks into the woods, and she comes back, and then all of a sudden she's acting really, really weird. And then she wipes her mouth off and gets back into bed. Pretty much, actually. And she, at one point, she her body is so um, unrecognizable. She's like, she's like thin, gross, and she's got something coming out of her vagina, and it's blood everywhere. It's a big fucking mess. Oh my gosh! And then she spills the beans that she's been talking to these like aliens in the woods for some time now during their honeymoon, and he's all trying to be a good husband, like, well, how can I help you? What are we gonna do? And she's like, well, we just need to, you know, then she meets, she meets an ex-lover whose wife is going through the same thing. He goes fucking missing. And there's this thing in this lake where there's, there's all these like women, their men start going missing and the women are acting weird. And then she's like, all right, this is, this is what's happening. I'm getting, talking to these people. Let's go out in the lake. I'll save you. And he's like, okay, I don't know. And she fucking, sure enough, fucking beats him over the head, ties a cinder block to his leg, drops him in the river. He drowns. And she's like, I'm saving you. And then all these girls, all these girls at night start getting, going up to the aliens and they were abductive aliens who made them kill all their men. That's the fucking movie. What a shitty honeymoon that is, but what a great idea for a movie. Great movie. Great fucking movie. Creepy as fuck. Honeymoon. Creepy as fuck. For number nine. And for me, it was just a great movie when I saw it and the alien thing, always going to hit home for me. Yeah, you know, on the Dylan Joe Basement podcast, we love that shit. Genuinely scared of aliens. We love that shit. I'm more scared of the descent, but uh, but aliens, you know, who knows? Yeah, they're both pretty fucking scary. So, Dom? All right, so if I'm going to start off by saying, uh, so remember that time you gave me a shit for picking seagulls number eight? I did. How dare you put the ring that low? Oh! <laughs> I, I know what? I, I, mea culpa, I, I know. I put it too low. I will, I will just say really quick. I was worried people wouldn't pick it. Yeah. That was the first good movie I ever saw. I was in second grade. I was scared to go upstairs with any without lights on. For, so for, for a couple scary, I still am. Um, but ser- like, uh, it like, hit us. I mean, even you, you're being younger. It still hits you right at the right time. You're like, this yeah. is the scariest thing. Listen, because like when you watched it, was when Amanda watched it probably. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. so I, I, scary. I, I like had to watch it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a ch- like. Imagine you're watching forced. a movie against like against your will. I could have left the room, but I was like, I'll watch a scary movie. I'm brave, but uh, anyway, I so, wasn't even brave. That's not a good uh, first pick for being brave. Oof. No, uh, yeah, work your way up. My yeah. number nine is definitely going to get knocked out, but I'm still going to put it out there. It's kind of a similar reasoning as it did with the Green Mile. It's not a scary movie, but a part scared me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is The Sandlot. Oh, The Beast? The Beast scared <laughs> the shit <laughs> oh, out of yeah. me when I was a kid. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's 
the way for so long they just showed the shadows yeah. and the sound. You never saw it until mm-hmm. the end. You, 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 hear, you hear it, but you don't they see it. They make it so intense. I remember before I even watched it, I heard it as we were going on a road trip, and my sister Amanda was watching it on a portable DVD player. And I could, I could only hear it. You just hear forever. <laughs> forever. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hearing the sounds of that dog growling, which they did not use dog sounds for that. It was probably tiger sounds like Chewbacca. Yeah. And then when I finally watched it, I was like, yeah. It, like, to this day, you know, I'm not scared anymore. But every time I watch it, oh, I still. Oh, you're a good boy. <laughs> but to this day, when I watch it, I still go, oh, yeah. That, that really fucked with me when I was a kid seeing that. Because, like, it was almost, I was so young, I didn't understand, I couldn't comprehend a dog being scary. Yeah, because you like dogs. Abs- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that that is my number nine pick, which won't get picked, but I'm that's still su- saying it. That's such a good pick, though, because that, that beast was scary as hell. And it has all the great tropes of a great horror movie monster where the first half of the movie, you don't even see it. You just feel the mm-hmm. fear. And the worst mm. horror movies that I've ever seen, they show you right away what the monster is. Like the one we watched, uh, The Unholy. They show you the thing right away, yeah. and it's not scary at all. Yeah. Like, you got to build up to yep. it and yep. have the fear build in you because everyone knows that the, the scariest thing is the unknown. It's what Absolutely. your mind makes you think about it. And the beast was brought up such a great way until you realize that it's just a dog. But then you realize Darth Vader is in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was friends with Babe Ruth. Yes. It's the scariest part of it. Uh, yeah, James Earl Jones is the yeah. guy. That's when you find out that his life support system also gives him sight. Because, I mean, if he's blind in the sandlot, he's blind in Star Wars. Yeah, and, and he's like, remember Simba. <laughs> Anyways. The Sandlot for number nine, best scary movie of all time. That's why <laughs> That's why we differentiate. Yeah. It's not a horror movie, but it's a great scary scene. And also, it's a fucking great movie. It, it is a great the movie. Sandlot kicks ass. If you Absolutely. haven't seen it in a while, watch it again. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it in 10 It's going to be, if you haven't years, seen watch it, watch it 15 times in yeah, one year. Yeah, it's yeah. worth yeah. watching. If you haven't again. seen it in five years, it's going to be five times funnier than the last time you saw it. God damn it. So I can't good. wait to watch this like yeah. ASAP. Benny the Jet. So, Come on. so we got Sandlot, we got Honeymoon. And we got... And the ring. And the ring. And I think uh, you're so first, right? I have to vote first. And uh, I think that Dylan did a great job describing Honeymoon, which I would love to see in the Sandmot. The Sandmot. 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 Mot. The Sandlot is a fucking fantastic movie. Unfortunately, I can't pick for the list, even though that The Beast is such a great part of this uh, the movie there. I'm going to vote for my own thing. It's The Ring uh, for our number nine pick here. And I know I picked it too early, and I'm sorry. It's, it's cheating, but The Ring. That's my vote. It's a good vote, guys. <clears throat> Write in the comments if you would pick otherwise. Um, oh, I want to see everyone's list in the comments, by the way. Yes, actually. We need some comments. I mean, we have to reach out to people. We don't want to see your list because we're going to be wrong about this for sure in your mind. Give us the list. Sorry. Give us a list. We'd love that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's hard to compete with the ring. I, the, but the fear of, of, the, of the beast in the Sandlot really getting me going but i'm gonna pick the ring just because yes it's gonna be the ring for me i'm also going with the ring three for the ring all right the ring the ring it is our number nine pick Is there a ring too? 
Yeah. Yeah, there is. I it's think I saw that. It's not worth writing home about. We oh, saw and, that in theaters. Let, let me just add a second note to the ring. It was my number two. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. I feel like a total piece of shit now. I, 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 it's this payback for the bird thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it definitely it definitely should be higher on the list. I just uh, I I'm, I I had no doubt it was going to make the list, but I'm happy it's on the list. Yeah, I had so many movies that I I had to shove in after that that I had to put it so low on the list, but yeah. it definitely deserves to be higher. And I'm sure my movies from now on won't be as good as The Ring. But here we are. Yeah, but here we are. Yeah. That's the way the list goes. Unfortunately, yep. it's part of being a man. You make a decision. Can and I get a beer? Pay the con- <laughs> you pay the consequences for that decision. That's part of manhood. Exactly and that's what right. We're doing right now with The Ring. Exactly right. We have to do it. This is what we did. Mm-hmm. So it's part of it. <clears throat> While Dom cracks open a lining kugel. Summer's not over in Joe's heart. (laughs) I still have three more doses of summer left. We're drinking beers with sand on them. I I like the sand a lot. Easy on the smashing them on the table. People are going to yell at us and email us (laughs) that we're smashing It was one time. (laughs) It's fine. Come Uh, on. They can't blame me. I'm the hottest guest. Oh, that's true. It it was the guest. All right. He's so hot. Give him a break. I'm going to lick him. All right, uh, so Dylan gets to start for our number eight pick, um, and uh, take it away. All right, buckle up for this one, boys. Fits buckle a, up, fits a theme that we already mentioned, sort of. So, in 2015, right around that golden era of modern-day horror movies that are fucking excellent, mm-hmm. another one came out that is set in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed right into the mic, my bad. They Shocker. took advantage of... of 90% of Detroit being abandoned. Probably it's not 90, but it's Yeah, much there. like the city of Detroit took advantage of the population of Detroit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what happens in this movie is quite the concept. Well, and it's called? It's similar Eight to... Mile. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying being the only white guy on Eight Mile Road. So, all right. I wasn't going to say what it's called yet. It's called... It oh, sorry, you don't Fo- have to say it. It's called It Follows. Oh! It Joe follows. picked it for something. No, you didn't, did you? It's on my list. Yes. And I have never even heard of it. We've got to see it. you got to see it. This is what happens. I'm going to do my bird shit where I'm going to pump his up during his oh, thing. Really? Yeah, and just because, I obviously, no, I think you've both, or you have both already said movies I haven't seen. You said two I haven't seen. Don't hold back. Because obviously, don't. I'm not going to change my list now for you. We're going to let it all loose <laughs> my all list over is you. Ruin, down. Don't ruin any movies for me. <laughs> No, you're gonna you're gonna watch. You're it. gonna forget it. You're still gonna like it. If you're anything like me, you will forget everything. Yeah. So it follows. Uh, is a movie set in Detroit, and they took advantage of the awesome abandoned nature of all the factories and this type of stuff. Had yeah. some cool cars and this and thing, and a bunch of people in their I want to say late teens, twenties, whatever's going on, having sex. And that's having what the movie's sex. about. The terrifying. movie's about sex, by the way. Literally about sex. So. So um, they're all having fun, whatever's going on, crazy landscapes. One person, uh, what happens to them? They like turn into like a, they, oh, they start dying. No, 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 no. Yo, sorry, I'll no, tell I you the concept if you want. Okay, no, yeah. So I had to remember. So, <laughs> so I'll pitch it for someone's you. getting chased by this horrible, crazy, super fast moving uh, person. person. It's a person, It's yeah. like a demonic being. No, it just looks like a regular person. You think. Even the beach scene? No, well, that's like, that's like the end of the movie. All right, but... Um, yeah, so what happens is it's a sexually transmitted demon. So if you have sex it's with someone... Still, it's still an STD, though. It, I like yes, that. Yes! I like that. Yes! So if you're getting chased by it, 
it means that you had sex with someone who was also who was getting chased by before you, but because they had sex with you, they, pass they it passed on, on the demon. So it's to similar to the it's VHS the ring. It's, ring. It's, yeah, it's a yeah. great one-two punch yeah, because the cock ring. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, you know, you wear those things. I mean, it keeps blood in your dick. Yeah. So it's. The sex version of the ring. The cock ring. The cock oh, ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Okay, sorry. It takes me some time to get up yeah, to Yeah, it's not an inside joke. He just thought of it right now. Oh, we're renaming the... It follows called the cock the ring. The cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the whole movie. Oh, but yeah, to, to pump it up more, though, to, I... To I pump could, up the cock ring more. I could... <laughs> It's fan fucking fantastic. Like I said, the the, the uh, you, you get transferred over to, and when it happens to you, the, the the fucking weird part about it is that the person doesn't run super fast. It's not like a zombie movie or not like a demon yeah, ghost haunting you. They move at a constant pace, walking towards you, always. always. That's it. So you That's can right. escape it by running, but as soon as you sit down, they're still coming. They never stop. Yeah. So every moment of your life, it's gaining on you, and every time that you're with somebody, it's constantly walking towards you very slowly so people are like at school they see it coming towards them they have to leave class and oh, what you want to do is you're you're trying to have sex with somebody because you pass on this haunted demon thing but it's the worst thing you do to somebody you're like, like the ring you're signing a death sentence and you're getting intimate with them and you're basically signing them off to not only a death sentence but a life of anxious pain and horror yeah like i'd rather just get they stabbed have, to have the same like now they have to be like you and pass yeah. it on and be a terrible yeah, and person. I know that they're going to give you something that's going to possibly kill you. But it also reminds me of uh, when <clears throat> Roger is a taxi uh, limo driver, <laughs> American Dad, <laughs> an American Dad, and he's like, oh, "I'm on the airplane finally." He opens the window. <laughs> it's Roger driving a limo and goes. The, 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 my favorite quote of that episode is Rod, uh, Klaus saying, "You're really going to kill five people over twenty dollars?" And he goes, "Are you really asking this to the guy who just killed six people over nineteen dollars?" <laughs> uh, it follows. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. Really cool yeah. movie. And not only well uh, not only well is it a great done. concept, like you said, it, it, you feel it. It's so isolated and weird. And you feel the tension between not only the, the constant... Se the sexual tension? The sexual tension and the dramatic tension between even when they're sitting down and being comfortable for five minutes, they know someone's walking towards them every single minute of the day. <clears throat> Fucking terrifying. Now, I do have yeah. one question about this movie. Sure, yeah. So the guy's walking at a constant pace. It's never just the guy. It always changes. You never know what it's It's be. something. So something, sometimes you'll see yeah, someone you'll be like, is that the one? And you uh, don't know. Mm -hmm. It should be a guy walking but towards you. My question is, it gets passed on through sex. Yes. Is it at the beginning or no the end? Uh, it's at the end. Cause of sex. Yeah. Because think about it, if I don't, the, I'm not sure if the person's close and you're I like, didn't see the rule, I gotta hurry I didn't this see up. The rule book. You're right. It never. But I never saw anyone get halfway and then get and then give up and then pass it what on. If you go down on someone, can you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> also, the, well, the thing well, is, what, kind, what kind of XTD being demon is it? Is it? Uh, I mean, if it's crabs, I mean, that's pretty easy to pass on. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, the funny thing, too, is it's, it's not that... H-I-D. It's just generally not that easy to just go out in public and find someone to have sex with. It's a little harder than they make out. That, well, that, well so they, they make they, out they, first. We don't, we don't, we don't live do in this. Detroit. You have to do this. That's what I mean, that, that, so then that's all of a sudden, you're being weird. No one's going to fucking have Well, that adds to the horror. You're being you can't weird. just, you like, can just tag hey, it. You have to, uh, like, <laughs> make someone really like you and then yeah. betray them 
yep. very deeply. Yep. And, yeah, it, it just really adds to the horror of it. You, yeah, you can't just like slap it on and be like, hey, you're it. You have to be like, you have to trust me. And then when, as soon as you wake up the next morning, you're like, by the way, your life is a living hell now. See you later. And then they I'm ghosting the shit out of you. And hopefully you're not a ghost at the end of this. And this yeah. is what you have to do. <laughs> Great flick. It follows, yeah. just for the expedience of our time, number eight, it follows. Dominic, please go. So for number eight, I'm doing a movie which... Um, I meant to rewatch, so I don't know a ton about it, and I never got around to it. It's, right. it's a movie called The Orphan. Oh, I know this Ooh, one. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's about this like forty-year-old woman. <laughs> it's about them adopting a kid. Shit, I've seen this. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. they figure out, and she she pretends to be a child, and it's based on like a true story. So it is based is on it? a true story. I didn't know yeah. That. yeah, it yeah. is. And basically, they uh, they adopt this girl. Mm-hmm. And she just makes her goal to kill the whole family. Mm-hmm. And then once she completes it, she goes to a different orphanage and finds another family to adopt her. Yep. And she looks like, like a little 12, girl, but, but she's, she's actually 40. like four yeah. years old. And the I remember the reason so that, that this movie sticks out to me is not because of how fucking terrifying it is. And not because of how sexy it is, which it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> Well, now I'm going to say at the climax. <laughs> Go on. Please. I'm um, almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> well, because I, so, oh, I mean, the main thing of the movie is that it's this woman. She's the first mother to figure out that, oh, you're not a child. Yeah. No one else knew it. And there, and also the dad is like, you're really getting hit on by this child of his. It's really creepy and weird. Yeah. That's why I mentioned why I like I literally I don't I remember the premise and the ending. That's pretty much it. But I remember it ends. With they're running through the woods and it's like winter and the orphan falls through the ice. I think they both do. And the mother climbs her way out and the orphan reaches up and grabs her leg. You have that classic just like arm up out of nowhere. Classic grab. horror movie. This one might come up later, but yeah. And classic then, horror movie trope. And the orphan, she puts on her kid voice. She's like, mommy, help me, mommy. And she goes, I'm not your fucking mommy. And <laughs> kicks her and breaks her neck. Oh, <laughs> brutal. Love it. Love it. Fucking great. Yeah, no, there's a... The, the, in the true story version, the, the, she didn't try to murder her parents, but there was a Russian... Or I think she was a Ukrainian orphan where they Usually. adopted her and she she had a, um, you know, a, a genetic condition where they thought that she was a child. She just was kind of odd, except um, she kept having her period and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they found out, yeah, she was like in her late 30s, but she looked like a child. Mm-hmm. And she didn't kill anybody, but it was equally that's as creepy still, because yeah, it's very still creepy. manipulating this everything. To yeah, get because she had an adult won. mind, but she was acting like a child all yep. the time. So she never crazy. had to pay for shit. The real crime is being a moocher. You got to pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking shit. The Orphan. Totally forgot about that movie. Great movie. Great movie. All right, my number eight <clears throat> flick. Oh shit! I should. I, yeah, I'll switch it right now. Oh, I, I've been arranging mine as you guys go the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I see gotta, your pen? I do, I do <laughs> gotta just add a backup here that I forgot. So good. No, no, no. I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it the way it is. I'm not gonna cheat at this point. Uh, so yeah, this one just because I, I sell it out like everything else. It's another Stephen King uh, picture, much like the other one we talked about. But it is probably my favorite Stephen King movie of all time. Almost. I mean, no, he doesn't make movies. He makes books that are, make great movies, and whenever he's involved in movies, they instantly suck. They must admit that you suck. They're terrible. But this one's Teacher's great. Bet. This one's called 1408. It Ooh. stars John Cusack. And he's, this. I love the premise, he's a horror writer, much like Stephen King. Stephen King always writes what he knows best, being a writer from Maine, which is what this guy is. And 
he is a horror writer where he goes to haunted houses and he writes scary stories about them. But here's the twist. He doesn't believe in any of it. He's made a ton of money off of writing how he has all these haunted adventures. He's a really good writer, but he doesn't believe any of it. Everyone he's ever gone to, he's never seen anything supernatural until he goes to this hotel in New York City. And there's a room that's supposed to be haunted there called room 1408. And they will not rent it out to anybody. And he walks in, and Samuel L. Jackson is the uh, concierge, which also makes the movie good. Because he was the mm. ghost. And, and he goes, like, you can't get that room. And he has to get special permission just to get the room. You have to sign, uh, like, a, what do you call it, like a non-disclosure yeah. agreement, mm. the whole thing. If you die there, we're not to be blamed. And he goes in there being like, okay, it's a hotel room. Who gives a fuck? It's not scary at all. And as you can imagine, it gets weirder and weirder as he's there, and he starts to believe more and more of the shit. And as he goes in there, he realizes that he actually can't leave. It's not that he gets creeped out. He opens the window, and he sees people jumping out the window, the people who used to be there, and all the ghosts of everyone who was ever there is still there with him. He opens up the front door. It's a brick wall. The fire escape list is all changing. And, and the entire room becomes more and more isolated that he can't leave. At one point, he jumps out the window and tries to kill himself, and he ends up right back in the room. Damn. And he looks at the clock. It's been five minutes. It's an hour in the movie. Oof. So the torture of the movie is not just that this guy is realizing his entrapment and realizing that the paranormal is real to him. It's that he can never, ever leave the room. And spoilers, like we said, much like other movies like The Descent, at the end of the movie, he finally leaves the hotel room and he burns it all down on the ground and leaves. And he goes home and he goes to the beach and he goes on a surfboard and a wave takes him out and knocks him out and he wakes up in the room. It's been 10 minutes. Fucking terrifying. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Hour and a half in the movie. <laughs> and you feel, much like The Descent, you feel like you're there. It's oh, so God, terrifying. It's so brutal. And, so and brutal. I'll put it on the pod. Hopefully it doesn't block, but a great soundtrack to it where every time he wakes up, it's the alarm clock playing The Carpenters, a nice sweet 70s song. We've only just begun. Every time he wakes up and he just he wants to kill himself so bad, you can never escape. If you kill yourself, you just you're stuck. He calls the front desk, no one's there. There's no room there. Oh, fucking terrifying. Shit, sounds so. Fourteen oh eight, most underrated horror movie I've ever heard because no one I know has seen I've it. I've never even heard of it. But it, it is it is one of these scary. I still watch it today, and I should say for the pod, I'm not really scared of movies anymore. Like not like when I watched Ring when I was a kid, but when I watch the movie today as an adult. It still freaks me out. I really get creepy and scared of it. It's god scary. You know, when you watch something, especially like it happened a lot with us, I'm sure all of us are family guy. We watch stuff and they make jokes that made no sense when we were kids and we watch it and it makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, you realize it later. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me from, there's an episode of Supernatural where a thing like that happens. Mm-hmm. Where it, it's instead of, it's only been five minutes, it's every time they die, they it's almost Groundhog Day where they wake up. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, but, yeah. Um, that one really popular Asia song plays as the alarm clock. So it's like one decade later. It keeps repeating and it's, it's that, that signifier that you never can yeah. leave. Welcome to the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. We're here today with a very special list episode with our hottest returning guest, Dominic Morrow. God damn. So I think those are all fucking heavy hitters. Yeah, for the list. heavy hitters for number eight. So uh, Dylan gets a vote first this time. In between, it follows the orphan and fourteen oh eight. You mean Cochrane? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I haven't seen fourteen oh eight, but that sounds like my fucking worst nightmare. Yeah. It sounds. I horrible. didn't spoil the biggest parts of it just because I want you guys to watch it, but no. it, it basically is that. Yeah. That sounds terrible. 
terrible. I haven't seen it. <clears throat> I'm going to pick um, The Orphan because I have seen it, and it's also a worse nightmare. Getting entrapped in somebody else's psychological warfare is not a fun fucking thing. It's a mixture of fucking all this shit, yeah. and it's true. It's based and on the amount of story. love and care you have for your kid for that yeah. to be turned around on you so brutally so bad. the betrayal. So I'm going to pick The Orphan. All right, well, uh, I'm going to go with 1408. I, I mean, I've never heard of it, mm-hmm. but that whole concept of, I mean, that really drives me crazy is when you're like, oh, it must have been an hour. Like, it's been 10 minutes. You feel like you're crazy when you're watching it because you're mm-hmm. at his perspective. That would really fuck me up. So I'm, I'm def- that sounds terrifying. I'm definitely going to watch that. I'm going to pick 1408. Welcome to the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. We're here today with a very special list episode with our hottest returning guest, Dominic Morrow. All right. And for that reason, I'm going to pick Cock Ring. I'm going to pick It Follows because it was on my list and I feel like no one had seen it, so I wasn't sure how to describe it. Mm -hmm. But the terror in that, um, just just the fact that it's it's that nightmare of always being chased and also that the sexual component of being like having to try to be in love with somebody, but you're just, you're basically killing them. And not only are you yeah. killing them, you're sacrificing them to a life of terror yeah. and horror. And it's just so fucking brutal. And the way they film it and the isolation and all that shit. So we got our first tie, folks. First tie. What do we do with a tie, guys? What do we do? We What's vote, going on? We vote again. <laughs> yeah. So here's... here's but you can't vote for the same one twice. I was going to think, this is something I don't think happened on Birds. Because okay. for Birds, uh, usually it happened where we all each picked our own. Mm-hmm. And we would go in. But try sometimes to, we picked others. I think I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I just don't remember it as well. But yeah. And we would usually, you know, we'd have to defend ourselves more. Yeah. This one we each picked someone else's. So I'm not going to defend mine. I'm going to defend the one that I think it should be, which is not mine. Okay. So we have to vote again for a one that wasn't ours. Yeah. Or no, 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 see, no that now, wasn't now, our vote. We can pick ours. We can pick now. ours now because we haven't picked ours yet. Yeah. I thought we could always pick ours. No, you can always pick it, you but can you only, can't pick you the can same pick one once, again. Though. During oh, right, a tiebreaker, right. you can't vote again for the same one because it's a stalemate. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay. So, do you want to? We can vote again. We can we can try to argue it out. Um, but it's pretty early who, on the list. I think for the time, did I? Dylan did. I think for the expediency, because we're on number eight, I think we just vote again right now. Yep. Dylan, it follows. I'm also gonna go for it follows. Fourteen oh eight. It follows wins. It follows wins. After the cups, the marmalade. The tea among the porcelain, among some talk of you and me. Would it have been worthwhile to have bitten off the matter with a smile? To have squeezed the universe into a ball? To roll it towards some overwhelming question? To say, I am Lazarus, come from the dead, come back to tell you all. I shall tell you all if one was settling a pillow by her head should say that is not what i meant at all Basically, i would vote for it too i can't i yeah, can't do the same what, vote uh, again so i'll do that what really, what really I, got me, I just haven't seen it i have a hard time voting for things yeah. i haven't seen yeah no Which i would vote stupid for it because i'm I would sure vote for it follows are, again yeah, but you can't vote yeah. the same thing twice. what really got me for it follows from your description was something i didn't think of the first time uh-huh. is Break it's not up. just mm-hmm. you have to get someone to like you enough so you can do it mm-hmm. how long is it going to take for them to realize oh this is how i pass it on yeah you could tell them. You could tell them. But or you, you don't have not. to. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, too, is like, it's hard to break up with people. Imagine doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
That's you know, true. thanks for the sex. You're gonna die. Yeah. Oh, I typed in it glows. It glows. The cock ring. Our number eight for best scary moves of all time. We'll see you next time, folks. Coming up next, number seven. All right, we're rolling on to number seven of the best scary moves of all time. Take it away, Dom. All right, so for number seven, what do I have to do? so number seven, this is a movie again, like the last one. I meant to rewatch it, didn't get to do it. Sure. Uh, Don't need to keep saying that because called, I'm gonna keep doing it if I want to. All right. I'm the hottest guest. I can't deny that. Um, so the movie I have number seven is uh, called Thirteen Ghosts. Mm. Shit! God damn! I didn't think of that one. That's a yes, good. Yeah, we, so good. it is. Oh, yes, we've all really, seen that one. Yeah. Really good movie. Great. I remember it's that. That's definitely one of the mm. top scary movies for me. Where I was like, I'll definitely watch that every year. Yeah, no question. It's Thirteen goes. The complexity of it and how Glass. fucking terrifying the whole concept is. Glass House plus Shaggy's in it. Wasn't me. <laughs> you mean Matthew Lillard? Yes. Yes. Shaggy. Shaggy. He's Shaggy. <laughs> he me. Uh, no, I mean that that movie, especially uh, <laughs> the, the the jackal in that movie, just scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. You see the box-headed one? The box-headed oh, one. Oh yeah, that's yeah. so that's, scary. That's everything scary, about though. that. You get yep. the the glasses that there's only so many of them. Mm-hmm. Also, monks in that movie. Adrian um, Lucas. <laughs> no, uh, Tony Shalhoub. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but it's it is uh, it's really scary. The concept yeah. that you're stuck in this house with glass walls. There's, there's 13 rooms. And you can't throw stones, rooms. obviously. Of course not. And there's only, there are these glasses you can wear so you can see the ghost, but there's not enough glasses for everyone that's stuck in there. Right. And of course, so then it's like, okay, well, if we let him die, that's less people. It's easier to share the glasses. Right. But also, you don't want to anyone to die. Right. So it's really tough. It is. It definitely gets more psychological than I think. Than I noticed the first time I watched it. Yeah, and it's that it's it's great movie. Still freaks me out to this day. Absolutely, and it's one of the earliest horror movies with a gimmick that ever happened because that is actually a remake of a movie that happened years earlier called Thirteen Ghosts, where they had uh, the glasses and all the stuff in the room. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, like, it's for, it was from yeah, like either. it's from like the sixties, something like that. Like I didn't know. Yeah, it's a remake. Yeah. The Thirteen Ghosts. So we'll, we'll put it on the pod. I don't want famous be remake of Thirteen about Ghosts. It. But I mean, the one we're talking about is the one he's talking about, which yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's two thousand five, six. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's it's like a case one of those things where great concept, but back in the sixties they didn't have the technology to pull it off. And you're it's like the anime style, like you're learning about all thirteen ghosts and like why they're there and why I should be scared. And then it's whittling down classic horror movie shit. The more and more the movie goes on, the less and less people are there until it's uh, just you and just your glasses. Tony it's just Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> it's just Tony Shalhoub. Great pick for number so seven. Good. So scary when I saw it. I was fucking mortified. Yeah, yeah. It was the exact same time, too, where, like, that, that little nice, juicy spot where you, every Jeez. movie I watched that was scary, I was fucking petrified. Yep. Hor- yep. Horteen ghosts. Horteen. <laughs> There's definitely a hot ghost, right? Well, girl, like a hot girl. Yeah, and so then it turns, of and then it turns into. Yeah, she turns all that. bloody yeah. with cuts. Yeah, and shit. like you yeah. think it's good, but then you know. Yeah. It's like Large Marge. She's so hot until she does the. <laughs> I don't mean. I mean, even after that. 
Still. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that tells the story. I didn't mean yeah. to spoil your list where you're going to put Pee Wee's Big Adventure later just for the large Mars scene alone. <laughs> no, that's my number one. <laughs> the Simpsons movie. Oh, yeah. The Simpsons movie. <laughs> Scariest movie of all time. Spoilers. All right, so my number seven uh, is a movie that it's a, it's my first like iconic one on the list. It's uh, mm. if you sleep, you die. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Uh, I'm talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street. And as a kid, I didn't even see the movie until I was a teenager. But as a child, just knowing about the idea of this man, I saw his face, I saw his blade hands. And if you sleep, he comes to you in your nightmares and he murders you. Fucking terrifying. Not only is it scary as hell, the idea that even in your sleeping hours, you're still being haunted by this person and being murdered. That scene when that girl is torn apart in her own bedroom, it looks like invisible. Looks like it follows. Mm-hmm. It's invisible. Yeah. Just the, the, the blood, the guts. And then he's in there being like, I'm going to kill you, bitch. <laughs> scary Terry. Scary Terry. Cutting you apart. Aw, bitch. It's so fucking brutal. And also Johnny Depp's first movie ever. Don't forget, well, forget that, that. Johnny Depp is the main character in the movie. And he's like 20 years old and then looking sexy, yeah. looking great. Getting cut up by Freddy. But in the later movies, it gets more and more jokey. Like There's all this kind of weird like claymation stuff. But the original movie when it's just a bunch of teenagers just worry about being asleep and realizing that when you fall asleep, this man who murdered children's neighborhood, all the parents came together and burned this guy alive in justice. And what they got in return is him haunting their children's dreams on Elm Street. Fucking terrifying. Fucking the terrifying. very concept of falling asleep being the only place you should be safe is the worst place you can be. That's fucking scary as hell to me. Oh. I had to put Freddy Krueger on the list. Nightmare on Elm Street is my number seven pick for I, the I, best scary movies of all time. I will say that is definitely one of those movies that I knew who he was well before I watched the movie. Yeah, I didn't watch it until well after I knew who he was. Anyways, Dylan. Number seven, play kids. All right, number seven. Um, movie I saw recently. Pretty scary. So it's going to hit home for you, Joe Boy. Was it a home video? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got plenty of those, though. Um, so it's called As Above, So Below. Mm. And what it is, is it's a movie about the catacombs in Paris. Oh, underground. Oh, shit. Millions of people are buried in the catacombs. This is all true. All true. This is real. All true. And I don't know if it was filmed there, but I don't know how else they could have fucking filmed this shit. It's like a lot of footage of the catacombs. I have heard about people illegally filming movies down there because it's so hard to... And and people get lost down there and they die. They die. Exactly. So this movie's hitting on all that. So every year people go missing and die down there. Um, you can sneak in all over the city because there's little teeny holes the size of your body you can slip in. Then all of a sudden you're in this 200 miles, 200 miles of Holy underground shit. tunnels the under f- Paris, France. And the reason they bury people down there is because uh, King Louis VI or something was... <laughs> it was a Louis. Was it? It was definitely Louis. There was like 18 of them. Could it, 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 it could have been Louis C.K. for all we know. For all we know. <laughs> 
he got complaints because of during a lot of, you know bodies above ground were smelling so bad because yeah. they were piling up so quickly whether it was the plague or something yeah. they had to do something with them so he's like well I got all these fucking tunnels we're just gonna bury him down here yeah they couldn't afford to ship him off 20 miles there's no trucks just no. keep burying it now that's why the catacombs millions. are so unique in France like there's yeah. just these underground caverns of like you said walls of scale of skulls walls of skulls oh yeah they're, they're not like it's little not grave sites it's just yeah. bodies oh, yeah well, they did. They stacked them. Like they stacked heads. Like there's skulls, and it's just yeah. it's fucking wild. And you can tunnel through it. So, anyway, so um, I'll never go. So I, I would love to this, actually. The never. movie's about this girl. She's an archaeologist, and her father's been trying to find this like um, stone. Indiana Jones is it's, her dad. This stone that can uh, give you everlasting life and heal people and do yeah, things. It's definitely Indiana it's, Jones. It's the philosopher's stone. It is the philosopher's stone. Yes, and um, Swish. and um. And yeah, her father died right before he was able to find it, and then blah blah, blah all these other things. So she meets these people at a club. They say, oh, "We'll take you down there." They slip down. They like illegally get in to a group of like ten people, and right off the bat, they start walking in. There's all these rituals going on down there, and they're like, just ignore them. They're like people dressed in like black with white faces, just going like doing the chanting with candles and all these other things. And then this kid's like, "Well, if you want to get to the secret passage that you think exists that we know doesn't exist." You got to go through this little thing, and it's the first time you see the claustrophobia, where they're um, they're crawling on bones with the with oh, the rock god. ceiling touching oh. them, and one kid gets stuck and he can't back up. He can't. Oh go my god! Those are things, Fuck and that. it's so. I'm like, oh my god, I can't deal with this. Yeah, man, I've seen really documentaries of people going down there and then being like, "Don't go in this part because you get lost." Yeah. Like, oh, you're an expert. It's like, yeah, I'm an expert. I don't go there because yeah. you get lost and you die. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. not mapped out enough. There's not enough, like, yeah, power, whatever. You, you People die down there all the time just looking at it. Yeah. And that lives under Paris, France, folks. This isn't like a haunted mansion. Like, there is constantly when you're like, oh, the Eiffel Tower, let's get married. Underneath you is thousands of bodies and a bunch of dead people who are going down there just looking yeah. at them. It, the yeah. catacombs... Fuck off with that. And I'm mean, thinking about it. you're mm-hmm. at the Eiffel Tower. There are people struggling to get out of the catacombs all, the time. all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's. Insane. I'd rather so, climb Everest than get into the catacombs. I hundred and ten percent agree with that. No, I'd rather no go down to the catacombs. I'm I'm only, not, only do, go like hundred feet and then go back. I do Everest. Ugh. At least if you die in Everest, you like you pass out first. It's fine. So the You'd catacombs. Be part of the you're Rainbow stuck, Valley. You're stuck in between human bones and a rock, and the rock wall might crush you because that's the thing. The catacombs change because buildings have sunk down to them. Things happen, whatever. The long story they short, they don't keep it up. The long story short is they no they, they nah. each get to sip different areas where there's like a ghost down there that fucking fucks them up, and unless they confront something bad they did in their life, hmm. they'll die. And uh, they find the stone. It's like this big mystery puzzle that to go back and yeah, forth. Yeah. There's a lot of things. There's dead knights templars down there that are like oh, preserved. Yeah. I mean, like the, the craziest. It's such a crazy movie. Mm. It's terrifying in every way. Claustrophobia number one. Number two is that Got there's me, things yeah. down there that kill you. Number three is right, you get, get lost. So sorry, yep. sorry about that. We got we got we got to yeah, yeah. get a vote now. Over. Yep. That was a great description. Though. You just get the fuck out of me with that yeah, one. Very scary. Uh, so I think Dominic's vote first. I, in this uh, one. I'm gonna vote for Thirteen Ghosts. All right, well, I'm going to vote for Nightmare on Elm Street because I can't not have it on the list. I mean, come on, dude. Come on. I'm voting 13 Ghosts because when I was a kid, it's fucking terrifying for me. 13 Ghosts, the number, number seven. seven pick for the best scary movie of all time. At least Freddy made an um, appearance. And when you guys go to bed tonight, don't forget about that. Don't worry. Can't. I haven't dreamt in years. <laughs>
We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on to our number six pick for the best scary movies of all time. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're just going to have to take some time with it because this one, I think, I know everyone's always splooching off of Ari Aster's most famous movie called Hereditary, which, okay, it's scary. It's good. It's visceral. That's fine. I'm okay with it. If whatever, whoever watches this or hears it, I'm okay with that. If it's your favorite movie of all time, if it's your favorite scary movie, I'm fine with that. I think you're weak-willed and you're an idiot. No, no big deal. I'm just kidding. You. It's fine. It's a good movie. But my favorite movie by him easily is the only horror movie I've ever seen that takes place in broad daylight for two hours. And that is the scariest movie I've ever seen while the sun shines, the grass grows, and the roses bloom. What is this? It's a movie called Midsummer. I was thinking you were going to say that. Oh, yes. Or if you want to call it Midsommar, it's fine. But don't call it Midsommar because it's not called oh. Midsommar. It's right? the Middle East, folks. It, it, it's either yeah. the uh, Swedish version or the American version, but it's not called, yeah. Any, anyways, it is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen in my life. It has that visceral feeling of being there. The whole first act is just getting there. It's a bunch of, you know. Suicide. Yeah, well, the very first part of the movie is that, not even a spoiler. The very first scene in the entire movie, her entire family is murdered with a suicide murder with her sister, and he gets a call. Uh, she gets a call rather from them. Just a mess. I'm like, and that, that's not explaining it right. Either way, so they go to this festival in Sweden. Happens, you know, once a year during the summertime, and it's this cult. And in that northern, northern part of the world, summer lasts forever. It's always daylight. It's 2 a.m. It's still sunny. It's in the morning. It's still sunny because the closer you get to the northern pole, the more sunlight it is in the summer and less in the winter. So the entire movie takes place in the daylight. And I've never seen anything scarier in the daylight. And the visceral feeling of being there, again, you feel like you are part of a trapped cult. And they go, well, can I go home? Yeah, go ahead. Grab your car. Where are, where are you? You know where you are. You're 300 miles into Sweden, and you're we have we can feed you. We have all this weird cult shit, and it's not creepy cult shit. Where, like they're worshiping Satan. They want you to feel comfortable. But about 40 minutes in, after they finish tripping on mushrooms, something happens where two of the oldest people in the cult stand at the top of the cliff, and as part of the ritual, they dive to their deaths, and you see it in full real time footage. And at that point in the movie, you realize this is what it's going to be. Yep. You can't escape. You're not at a haunted house or an island. <clears throat> you're in a forest in a nice little beautiful camp of flowers, but you're just as trapped as a haunted house, and you're just as scared as if it's nighttime in a thunderstorm, but it's a beautiful daylight hour. And that, that strikes me so well as a great scary movie mm. that they give you all the things that should be beautiful and gracious and all the food and the loving people hugging you, loving you. And it's as scary as a fucking nightmare. And you're there. Midsummer is my pick for number six. One of the scariest scenes of that movie is when <clears throat> they use the boyfriend for his sperm. And all the cult women are just pushing on his naked butt into the redheaded girl. Oh, and yeah. He's just being used, and he's, like, on drugs. They fucked him up, and he just, like, has to impregnate her, and that's and that's his sacrifice. And then he dies. In the, the other thing about that movie is it's really a breakup movie. That's, yeah. It's framed as a horror movie, but it's really a movie about breaking up with somebody. But mm-hmm. we won't get into that because we don't yeah. have the time for it. No, but, yeah. I, I haven't seen that, but it's... it's Gotta see it, dude. It, yeah. The only reason I haven't is because it's almost like, all right, when am I going to be in the right time, like, mindset to watch this film? Oof. Because I've always heard it's it's so it seems so 
It's psychologically amazing. draining. So it, 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 it is. I've only seen it one time. I will probably watch it at least one more time. But yeah, not only is it, is it psychologically draining is a good word. But yeah, Ari Aster, a great director for like really dragging it out of you, like really making you feel those things that you shouldn't have to. And the, the, the depiction we talked about recently about Hereditary, when the, the mother finds out that her child is dead, that visceral scream. In the first scene of Midsummer, when she finds out her entire family has died, mm-hmm. that emotion, it it's scary. Yeah, it's scarier than a ghost. It's scarier mm-hmm. than a demon. It's the, it's the fear that you feel when real people have to come with real consequences of life, and it's fucking terrifying. And it's also the best depiction of hallucinating on drugs that I've ever seen in any movie. Midsummer number six pick. Dylan, what's your pick? My pick is. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, great fucking pick. 1960. I feel like Dawn with the Ring were too early for this one. No, I had Th- to throw this it is in. a movie I've heard of, never seen it. Though. Nah, either. Rosemary's Baby is a movie from 1968. Legendary. Keep it short because a lot of us have heard of it and seen it, but it's about a, a, a woman who makes a, a essentially a deal with the devil and her. But you don't know that at first. You don't really know that at first. She's pregnant. They're going through the things, and it's in New York City, right? That's where it's filmed? I think so. Yeah, they're in New York City or a major city. I think it's New York, though, and they're just getting all the support in these things, and then she, uh, things aren't going normal in her pregnancy. Major fear of everybody. And she gives birth to the devil. Fuck. Big uh, influence for Ari Aster's other movie, Hereditary, the idea of giving birth to a child under the cult. But mm-hmm. this is the way, this is at the time where other horror movies were doing, like, Dracula in like the haunted mansion, and they did a movie about a woman getting pregnant with the devil's child in a suburban, like urban, rich people lifestyle. It scared the shit out of America. So and that's much. why it's still one of the best movies ever made because it wasn't just a great film, it freed people out. They wanted, like, what's a scary movie? Like, oh, you know, Frankenstein's monster or the Wolfman. They're like, no, you get pregnant with the devil's child, and everyone in your house that you think you trust is the devil cult. Mm-hmm. Scared the fuck out of America, and it's still. And wasn't it? Um, uh, didn't it happen shortly thereafter the Manson murders of um, uh, what's her name, the Roman Flansky's girlfriend that got killed and she was pregnant. No, but I, I, I don't know. It. Anyways, there's there's a lot yes. culturally that was going on at that time. Sharon that, Tate. Sharon Tate. Yes, it's it's reminiscent of of Sharon Tate. Yes, it's right around that. There's a lot of stuff. That time. And Mia Farrow was playing. Rosemary, yes. there's, there's a lot going it's on. It's right in there at the same time as, you know, serial killers like uh, Ted Bundy were, yep. people are finding out about yep. John Wayne Gacy. America was fucking terrified. And, and it, the, the horror wasn't in Transylvania. It was in your house, mm-hmm. and it was happening to you and yep. your kids. And and it's a it's these older movies are, are ones that you can watch over and over and over again around Halloween time because there's a slow buildup. They're very, uh, they make you feel something. Yeah. Again, it's a great film that happens to be a scary movie. Yeah. Let's vote. I haven't gone yet. Nah, you heard me. (laughs) 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 Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, that does lead into the, I'm saying this movie, I know it's not going to get picked, but I, I do feel it does deserve to get mentioned. <laughs> great way to start off. Yeah, okay. Um, it's a movie, I know, Joe, I know you have seen it. All right. Um, it, it was Steven Spielberg's first movie he directed. Mm, mm, mm. This is good. It's a movie called Duel. Interesting. Never heard of it. It is a very, it's very simple, and that's what makes it scary. Perfect premise. It's a businessman in the late 60s. On his way, just he's just got to go to a business meeting. 
across the sun. Scary enough. Enough <laughs> 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 said. Let's vote right now. <laughs> Terrifying. Try doing that he, hungover, man. He's got to. He's got to go. He's got to go out of state for this, and he's driving. He's going on the highway, and this truck, oil tanker truck, pulls up behind him, and starts like riding his ass, just trying to run him off the road. So scary. So he slows down. Oil tanker passes him. He's coming up, and the thing slowed back down. And the whole premise of the movie is no matter what he does, he can't shake this truck. It keeps coming after him. Stopping at a rest stop to hang out, get some breakfast. doesn't matter. Reminds me of the American Dad episode. It won't leave him alone. Well, they probably copied it. With which one? Reminds me of the American Dad episode with the limo. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little different than that. Just kidding. Okay, here we go. um, And and basically, it's one of those movies. There's a lot of theory behind it where it's super run-down truck, super beat-up. You never, ever see who's driving it. For almost the entire, almost Love the whole that. movie is just the guy on his business trip, except for except there. for stopping at the Sounds rest stop. So there's no other people in the movie. And then the truck just idling nearby. No, it's, it's always, always trying to run him off the road. The or entire runs off the road. It speeds up. It slows down. And it ends up that ending. feeling of getting it's one's on your ass. You're like fucking go around. He yeah. never goes around. It's just it's just haunting. He's always there, threatening it, his life until he deals with it. And I'm not going to say more than that because I, I don't want to ruin it because I think you should really watch the movie. And that <coughs> is my vote for number six. That's a great vote, dude, because it's just a simple concept. Guy gets followed by a crazed trucker. But is it a real trucker? Is it a ghost yes. truck or whatever? Yeah, there are theories. There's, because there's along, no supernatural elements in the movie at all. It's along, just a truck. Along the bumper of the truck, there's different license plates in different states. And the, the theory is he tr- like does the same thing eventually gets the person to like drive off the cliff or kill him somehow takes license plate puts like it on the front years, bumper like in Vietnam, keeps going all the people he killed I mean especially being Steven Spielberg's first movie is such a weird concept but it's a, a, a simple so concise simple. idea it's just a guy getting chased for like an hour and 20 minutes and they make it beautiful hell yeah duel duel for number six duel. let's vote Rosemary's Baby vote. and Midsummer. Midsummer. Okay, so I get the first vote. Midsummer, no question. Midsummer, Midsummer. That's my vote. Dominic's fucked. Um, and it's genius. I'm gonna stick with Duel, just mm-hmm. because. I, something about when I first watched it, it made me so uneasy. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily mm-hmm. scared, but, but it's feeling. it stuck with me. It is that feeling of being like just someone running off the highway. You're like, just fucking go around, like you see, and it never ends. It's always that it's tense constant. feeling the entire movie. You're always like, just get away from me, just get away. You're like being haunted by a real object. Uh, my number vote, my number vote, his number vote, is uh, Midsummer. Duel is a great yeah. fucking pick, and Ro- Rosemary's Baby is probably a better film than both these picks. But for best scary movie, mm. I have to pick Midsummer. That movie kicks so yep, much ass. I agree. Uh, Dom, you gotta watch it. It's great. <laughs> Stop it! You're fine. Hey, Nani. How are you? They were laughing at me. What? No, no, no. I'm sure they weren't. They've been laughing. You want to call me my friends? Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. 
So we're going to get on to the number five pick, and then we'll take a break before we get into our top four, which will probably last way too long. But uh, but here we go. We're getting right into number five now, which we'll start with Dom's pick. Uh, we're in the top five here, folks. This is Joe. When you edit this, this is where you cut it, and then we go to number five and all that. Welcome to the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. We're here today with a very special list episode with our hottest returning guest, Dominic Morrow. Are you ready? <gasps> That's the cut point, guy. Okay. Uh, Wait, so, one second. Now go. So my number five pick, uh, it's another movie from the late 60s. Uh, all black and white. First, one of the first ever zombie movies, Night of the Living Dead. Oh! <laughs> Classic. Great pick. Uh, compared to zombie movies today, not scary at all, but it's it groundbreaking. When I every time I watch that, I try to put myself in the mindset of watching it in 1968, and it would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, it's the you know seeing zombies. It it's just very simple, small group of people. They don't know what's going on. The rest of the world is effect, infected, except for the military. And they're just trying to survive, and it end, all ends with only one person surviving. Classic. They're just all around great movie. I don't think it needs much more explanation than that. Set the standards for every zombie movie you've ever heard of. This is the one that made them do it. Night of the Living Dead is the benchmark. Before that, it was all voodoo or vampires. Night, Night of the Living yeah. Dead is the reason why yeah. zombies are zombies. As also, you know. I'm almost certain they never say the word zombie. In the movie. No, I think that's where it's brought up The Undead. The Undead. Fucking great pick. For number five, to crack our top five, definitely deserving of the list. A Night of the Living Dead. So it's on to me then. To crack my top five. It's uh, it's my first movie that you wouldn't consider such a horror movie as much as a scary movie. And I think that it's so brilliantly twisted and turning the same concept of trying to bring you along with the main character i think the best scary movies bring you along with them because if you feel like you're observing it you feel like you're safe much in the way that scary movies feel like um or scary video games feel like you're playing it so you're scared because you are the person like outlast yeah you're, you're running away being like so oh, scary like it's scary just to know that you're you're the guy if you can just watch something happen you're like oh it's fucked up but this movie is called <laughs> I knew it going into it. <laughs> okay. It's called Shutter Island. Oh. Yes, dude. Yeah. And it Didn't is think of that. it is there's many terrifying moments. It's a story of two federal investigators going to yes. investigate this island off of the coast of New England. That's supposed to house people who are criminally insane. And as you go on in the movie, you're so in the headspace of the main character, Leo. Great yeah. fucking actor, Leonardo DiCaprio. Also, Mark Ruffalo's in it. 
And they both go in there and they're they're in there investigating, be like, what the hell's going on here? Someone's gone missing. One of the inmates has gone missing. Everyone's accounted for except for one. And as the story goes on, you start to think this whole place is corrupt. There's just some kind of crazy Nazi experiments. Am I being lied to? What's going on here? And when you have that isolation of being on that island and the power structure of a prison, I don't care if you're a federal investigator, rather. Actually, they actually are federal marshals. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so they're in, they're in this space, and they oh, you know, flash the badge. But as the movie goes on, you start to not realize what is being hidden here and what is the main character actually experiencing because you feel like you are him. And uh, it turns out it's up for debate. But this movie's fucking crazy. It's another Leo classic, and... The more the movie goes on, they either convince this federal marshal in this isolated place that he's always been there, and he is criminally insane. This has been an elaborate stage play to try to bring him back to reality, or they've done the best job of gaslighting in federal history. They brought an investigator in and think that he's crazy, and they lock him up like the rest. I mean, that idea of falling upon this isolated incident and thinking, oh, I'm not one of you. And them locking you up. Welcome to hell. You're there. Shutter Island is my number five, five. pick. <laughs> my number five pick for top five. Best game movies of all time. Thank you very much. Dylan, please. All right. <clears throat> number five pick for me is a movie called Suspiria. Ah, yes. So my alternates. Ultimates. Such a good movie. So both the original and the remake are both fucking good. But what happens in the movie is it's cold. Have you heard of this, Suspiria? I've never even heard of it. You'd love it. It's Dario Argento. He's the I've always seen the new one because you suggested it to me, and I'm yep. so glad you did. Yep. The new one is fucking great. The old one is fucking great. What, what are the rough years for original and remake? 70s and then 2010 pluses. Okay. It's I think not, it's like 2017. It's yeah, pretty new. Yeah, it's pretty new, the new one. Um, but they both uh, play on the fact that it's it's Cold War, West Germany. Um, ballet studio. The wall is there, and it's a ballet studio. It's a ballet company, actually. Mm-hmm. And there's a mother something, mother Suspiria, they would talk about. And then there's, like, all these people who are the teachers and this stuff. And this girl keeps going to therapy because it's really fucked up there. Like, everyone's acting weird. People are going missing. Dancers all of a sudden say, this, something's really wrong here, whatever it is. They go... Stressful to be a dancer, like uh, professionally, no matter whether the Cold War is going on or not. So not only yeah. is it stressful in that way, people are judging you by your every action. You're living in, like in a dormitory mm-hmm. as an adult woman, and they're they're looking at your body, they're looking at how you act at every single second. Meanwhile, East and West Germany are right on the, the yeah, and side. and the and the studio is right there next to the wall, Oof. and um. And the the newest girl there, the newest student, um, they realize something special about her, and she's starting to realize this, and she's going talking to people and going to therapy. And I think she's also the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey. It's possible. I don't know. Dakota she's Johnson. Incredibly fucking. Dakota Johnson. So. Um, she's incredibly good looking. And she learns this new dance, and what happens is when they start doing this dance. There's the, one of those people that's missing is downstairs, and every move breaks like a part of their body. They eventually oh, like, just start it's like voodoo. Shit. Voodoo, it's a voodoo thing, and then once they get to the really the meat of it, it's another satanic cult, witchcraft ish uh, dance company. And there's all these hooks and 
things down there. Oh, I don't like hooks. Creepy as fuck. A lot of hooks. Creepy as fuck. And, it's another and, version of being isolated in your own way, and then then you have no choice but to be there. But yeah. they're drawing you into your to your demise slowly, slowly and slowly. There. And then when you meet Mother Suspiria, she's like this like blob of fucking thing oh, that is God, like the so queen witch gross. who is running this demonic cult and then everyone's head explodes. Like the scene where where they fir- so where they really blood. find out they don't just they don't just show you like a quick video like look at this. They you feel like you're in there for five minutes straight. Red lights, strobe lights, blood and insanity. Mm-hmm. I I mean it should be on a new list for the top five most excruciatingly blunt scenes of any horror movie like i'm talking about like saw or like hostile like mm-hmm. this thing hits you to your core it's not just gross it's the sh- pure shock and horror i mean it it deserves to be on the list i yeah. think it really does it needs to be on the list. suspiria yeah it's sl- it's a slow burn keeps you interested yeah you spend it's an hour being scary. like this is a, a a, yep. you know creepy weird dance studio and yep. then the last 10 minutes they just fucking punch you right in your yeah kisser Right in the kisser. Yep. So that's my pick. Let's vote. All right. Can I see that time? So, voting for number five. What was yours? Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Well, what was yours? This N- is- Night of the Living Dead. Thank you. <laughs> we get to wrap up in our own shit. It's so hard yeah. to vote. I'm, I'm going to stick with Night of the Living Dead just because I think it's it opened up the world of scary movies mm-hmm. i think and yeah. just it broke a barrier it wasn't just vampires or mummies mm-hmm. and it, i think it really changed the game yeah so. yeah i think the suspiria hit me so viscerally much in the way that the descent or midsummer hit me where like i still feel it the old guy at the end yeah and watching uh night of the living dead it didn't hit me in that way but just the way that it broke through at the time and that the list isn't the most horrifying movies. It is the best scary movies of all time. Even though I want to vote for Suspiria, I have to vote for Night of the Living Dead. So <clears throat> I'm going to vote for Shutter Island because Night of the Living Dead isn't necessarily scary to me. Mm-hmm. Neither is Suspiria. Shutter Island is genuinely scary. Everything about it. They're coming up to the island with the boat. He drowns his family. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, we didn't bring that part into it. He's, he murdered his family. You start, to think, <laughs> about, you start to think about everything. It makes you think, and you go, this is pretty fucking scary. Andrew mental Latis. institutions are fucking terrifying places anyways. Yes. And it's not just a mental institution. It's mental institution for people who kill people. So it's like... Yeah, it's they're criminally, criminally insane. insane. You see the woman at the beginning who's just like this. And it's an island, so the you can't even leave if you want The woman who's like picking to. flowers and she's just like this. Oh, man, it's terrifying. And, um, I've been to a mental institution. Um, I wasn't admitted, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of a mental institution. No, but... Um, no, uh, I, I, my, it's a crazy story, but I had to go pick up someone from there one time, and um, my grandma. And, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, she's, she's not... It's just a weird story. She was put on this drug, had to go there... To be, it's it's like why are you putting her with them? It was crazy, but there were people whose eyes were black and oh chewing on chewing on the railing after you get locked in with them. Oh, Open terrifying! Room. Just so terrifying. I, I know what that's like, and you're like, wow, this is nuts. And um, and Shutter Island is just wild. Yeah, Shutter Island I think deserves to, to have contention here, but unfortunately the votes work this way. Night of the Living Dead is the number five best scary movie of all time for Fucking the list. Solid pick. I'm not going to argue that. You ready upstairs? Yeah. Okay, toss them.
Yeah, I'm actually basically agreeing with every pick this time. Unlike yeah. birds, which I was so mad at you guys for picking dumb birds. This is a great list. Fuck you. The birds we picked were fucking awesome. And I said Except that for multiple seagulls times. at number eight. That's the only problem. Oh, yeah, it should have been high. That should have been way high. And chickens should have made it. Yeah. Absolutely. So should we do number four now before we take a break? I need to pick. Dom needs There's a shop back Cats, dogs, ghouls, witches, goblins, aliens, serial killers, whoever watching this, we're back for top four. We're in the top four, folks. And that starts with one, I don't think, I don't know why. Doesn't even matter how hard I try, I keep that in mind. Designs trying to remind me of how I tried so hard. It's that joke before, I think. No, in the Lincoln Park song? Yeah. This is the first time this has come up in 40 episodes. <laughs> Dominic, please take it away with number four. All right, my number four is, uh, I think it relates a lot to Shutter Island with the isolation and the psychological stuff, which is The Lighthouse. Oh, The Lighthouse. Ooh, I didn't see this coming. Uh, this is a movie, it's definitely the most recent movie I've seen mm-hmm. on the list. And I think we've all seen it, which is weirdly rare on the list. Yes, it is surprisingly rare. Yeah. Uh, that movie, it, it just, it's not scary. It just fucks with your mind. It's abnormal. Mm-hmm. It's just abnormal. Literally for two days after I watched it, I couldn't focus at work. I was thinking about just all the little things and there. It's just... The seabirds. The, the, the concept of two men in the late off. 1800s. <laughs> only one of them did. Brian Patterson. Robert. Robert. Yep. Batman. Yeah. Batman. The Green Goblin's in it too. Yeah. <laughs> Agent Paul Schmecker. Schmecker. And uh, Edward from Twilight, I believe. Is it Edward? Doesn't matter. No, just the concept of these two men, one experienced, one not. <laughs> In isolation. Just take a month on an island with a lighthouse. One of them gets to work the lighthouse, one of them has to do the shit work. And it's just then when one is supposed to get picked up, the never-ending storm comes, and they get stuck there. Yeah. They're running low on rations. Mm-hmm. They have to go into their emergency food, and the cabin fever starts. It's also the reality of not knowing what time really is at that point. Have we been here for a week and didn't show up? Yeah, or has it been three months and the storm keeps happening? It starts to skew your mind. It, like, yeah, it really are they late you. to show us? To show up to pick us up, or has it only been a week? We can't actually tell within the movie. They do such a good job of putting you in their position. Um, and even while, you, while you're thinking, even worse, you have to be told what to do for a job 24-7. Absolutely. Even when you're sleeping, yeah. you're still at work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine living That's at my your nightmare. job. That's my nightmare. be terrible. Yeah, when I worked at Marvel uh, Hospital, they once asked me if I wanted to sleep over in the hospital beds during a blizzard, and I said, you got to be fucking shitting me. And I laughed, and I went home. <laughs> it was yeah. hilarious. Um, also, another thing that really, uh, I really like about that movie is it's uh, based off of Greek mythology. I can't remember the name of the two gods that it's based off of. King Louis the Third. Poseidon. Sixth, yeah. Um <laughs> But uh, like, either of you play uh, the first God of War, 
Yes. PlayStation? Yes. There's that scene where the... No, the, sorry, maybe not. Maybe on PSP. I'm, yes, I'm PSP. pretty sure it's Prometheus because he Prometheus brings fire wonderful. to humanity. And it's that light. And then he... Prometheus in Neptune. Greek mythology is tied to a rock. Yep. And birds eat his liver Forever over and, and over he again. never dies. Yeah. yeah. And that's, so that's it's, what it's happens. Prometheus bringing light to humanity. Yeah. And fire. The, the other one is... It's another... It's a similar god. I think it also starts with the P. And it's more about... Um, Poseidon. It's not Poseidon. It's Water. Not, it's not Poseidon. No, it's not Poseidon. God of the sea, all right. Um, no, but that one is more about uh, forgetting who you are. So what happens, is what happens to him. Because uh, okay. one of the leading theories on that movie is that Willem Dafoe's character is an older version of Robert Pattinson's character. Like he's sense. meeting himself on yes. the island. Yeah. Again, the isolation, the fear, the madness, the not understanding what's real and what's not. It's a theme here. It's the scariest shit of all. And time. again, so again, drunk, along you can slip on rocks and fall in the black yeah. abyss. All right, and, and being I'll, so drunk, you're gonna fuck a half fish woman, but it just looks so tasty at the time. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And again, with uh, with Duel, it's there's just something about. It's just it's just two brothers. <laughs> no, it's it's just. All it's, right, don't slam the table. Finish your point. It's uh, there's something about it. It's just two people, one location. For an undisclosed amount of time. In an undisclosed location. Yeah. Undisclosed lighthouse. Lighthouse. Fucking great pick, dude. God damn it. I don't want to go up against Lighthouse immediately. <laughs> I love that movie, man. <laughs> but my number four is a pretty heavy hitter. Are you ready to, to see the microphone? Shrek? Shrek 3. <laughs> it's called Shrek the Third, oh, yeah. bitch. Sorry. The third. Needed Shrek 3. No, but let's, let's clear the water because <laughs> surprisingly enough... Most of our horror stories, horror stories today we talked about, are all on the planet Earth. But this one takes place in outer space, Ooh. and this is one of the horror movies. It's a sleeper because people don't really think of it as a horror movie, but it, it's clearly yeah, a horror four. movie. And that horror movie is Alien yes, by Ridley so Scott. Good. It is a slasher slash confined horror movie. You're stuck. Not only you're stuck in a house or on an island, you can't even hope to swim. Try swimming away from a spacecraft. You only make it as far as Tom Hanks when he was fat before he got good at swimming and castaway. You're fucking done. The idea of being trapped on a small spacecraft with not only a vicious tiger or a bear or a lion. Oh my. You are trapped with an alien you don't understand that has acid for blood. And the movie has a nice slow buildup like any good horror movie. In the first part, you don't realize what it is. Not only are you being chased by this beast like a slasher movie, the first part, it impregnates your mouth and its babies burst through your guts. The entire thing is a multi-layered, horrific sense of the idea of being invaded in your body, captured away inside this capsule in deep space where you don't even know why you're there. And the fear of being chased down a narrow hallway that keeps getting narrower and narrower or more narrow. Seems like a more better way to put it. But it always reminds me of those dreams that you have when you're running away and it keeps getting slower and slower. You're wearing slippery socks. You just can't get away. And Alien always gives me that feeling, even though you, you realize that this is a slow buildup. But by the time that the Xenomorph comes out and it's just Ridley against the Xenomorph, it really gives me that version of not only being trapped, but being left out to dry. You didn't even 
sign up for this shit. You're a mining corporation. You're looking out, and next thing you know, not only is someone out to kill you, it is something unknowable, not even kind of like a person, and has acid for blood. Alien is my pick for the number four best scary movie of all time. Yeah, and the really interesting thing about that movie is like the whole chest pressure thing. They stole that from Spaceballs. Still Hello, my baby. Space. Hello, my honey. <laughs> Hello, my right time girl. Check, please. I'll tell you guys a story. About how my world got turned upside 2009. Up. About a true story <clears throat> about a bunch of folks in a small town called Nome, Alaska. Nome, Alaska, throughout history, has had a, a significantly high portion of missing persons cases for the past 40 years. Unexplained, no evidence, they're all gone. Where have they been going? Well, in 2009, they decided to report to uh, make a movie about this that is a mixture of uh, found footage film and uh, in a regular movie, and it's called The Fourth Kind. The Fourth Kind! The Fourth Kind, folks. Uh, Obviously a play on words of close encounters of the fourth kind. Right, and we've gone through the phases all the way. And we brought up a Spielberg movie earlier with Duel, but it's not close encounters of the third kind, it's the fourth kind. Fourth kind, by definition, means abduction. So all these people who were, um, the, the movie is a lot of um, supposedly real footage, but I don't think it is, of people on a therapist couch going through hypnosis and, going, and realizing they've had all these strange encounters and abductions if they didn't go missing. Um, and uh, all of them have, before they even go into what's going on besides they're all just kind of fucked, is that they all see owls. So this brings in, just like uh, the ring, it brings something in daily life into your life when you see an owl. You can't think of anything else. If you wake up in the middle of the night and there's an owl at your window, you better shit yourself. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other option. If you wake up every night and you see an owl in your window, get to therapy ASAP. Get the shit. Because you don't remember anything, but there's a good chance that if you're in Nome, Alaska and you see an owl in your window, it's not an owl. Yeah. It's not the first kind either. And it's not the first kind either because that's just a visual sighting of like an orb or something. Fourth kind means you see an owl. It's bad news for you folks. Um, it's not an owl. It's They're going to take you in for a question then. It's a gray's alien looking in your window and it's sometimes the last thing you remember. You go, well, I have this dream about owls all the time or I look up and I see an owl or whatever it is. No, these people, then they start to replay in their head through hypnosis what actually happened when they saw that owl. Mm. They're laying in bed. And then they start brutally screaming that midsummer scream, the whole thing. Yeah, it feels visceral. They're being dragged out by the feet by something that's not even touching them, and they get abducted by aliens, and it's fucked. And that movie scares the shit out of me because it doesn't. uh, It's like some people go, "Oh, you know, it's a bunch of bullshit." Well, you know, if you're actually scared of aliens, this is terrifying. It's the unknown. It's um, found footage. You know, like sort of like uh, paranormal. Paranormal. What's that movie? Activity. Paranormal Activity. It's a similar type of like camera yeah. night vision thing. Yeah, it looks like it, like Blair Witch, like it's real or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And um, and you're just you're just they in your house, have a normal day, and you're and you're getting what? taken out of your home by a fucking yeah. malicious alien, not the good ones, a malicious alien that's mm-hmm. going to probe you, put things up your dick, up your ass, in your mouth, in your legs, wherever it is, and they're found in therapy. You. And they and then they bring people in therapy and they start brutally screaming like yeah. like 
Like there's no scream that can do that besides someone trying to kill you or even worse, something you don't understand or see as an alien trying to kill you and then your brain just completely doesn't even process it and you don't remember it until you go in therapy and then they realize this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Normal Alaska has more missing people per uh, percentage-wise and it's a fact. It's pretty terrifying. It's fucking scary. It's so scary. Bad. And it scared the shit out yeah. of me. I they do a very good job of I knew really I, bringing you into they it. They do. And I knew it. when I saw it, I would never forget this movie. You even just said, like, I don't know if it's real or not. Like, the footage looks like an actual therapy office and all yeah. that shit's fucking crazy. Yeah. Just normal people, like, screaming their balls off because they're replaying something in their mm-hmm. mind that their brain processed and put in the back somewhere where you can't access it unless you're through hypnosis again something very psychological very psychological it's psychological torture and then all of them they had like implants it's fucked it's really fucked so scary fucking scary so hell yeah gotta vote for number four now we have Um, two aliens and uh i'm going first i'm i'm gonna stick with the lighthouse because that movie really stuck with me and mm -hmm. i still think about it a lot and it really kind of it almost it's it makes you question your sanity every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I love movies like that too. The Lighthouse. Louis Blanc. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. The Lighthouse. Alright, so I love the Lighthouse. I was excited to see it and I was obviously so disappointed in thinking that Robert Pattinson would be a good actor. It sold me on it completely. He's a fucking great actor. Love he him. Is. Yeah. Willem Dafoe, I was already sold on years ago. Amazing movie. Another psychological torture thing. I really did feel the isolation of being on the island. And people always get mad at movies. They're like, well, what happened? What was it? Was it this? I go, who gives a shit? It's an experience. You don't know what happened with a seagull? Not a big deal. Neither did the guy who it happened to. My vote is for Alien. (laughs) Shit. I love the way you did that. (laughs) White House, fucking great. Not that scared of me. Alien, uh, I saw it was my was one of my first times seeing a scary movie about aliens as having an alien fear as a child. I saw it in the hospital because my cousin was in the hospital and it was on the little TV in the corner. Oh my in the god, ER. I saw it in a hospital? It's oh, yeah. scary. In the corner in that little TV. At, in body the, invasion? In the, in the ER in Marlboro Hospital. I saw it Holy there. Holy shit. was terrified. Um, so my vote's fourth kind. <laughs> <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. Let's vote again. You can't vote for the same one, though. All right. So, I mean, this is definitely getting tough. Something along what? the I mean, <laughs> there's something about. Trying to hit that? I know. I got it. Good. I mean, with like the owl showing up in your, but it's, you don't know what it actually is. I'm voting for alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But really, seriously though, the whole, it's, you're not trained for an alien invasion, you're not there, you're not in the military, Mm -hmm. this fucking beast you have know nothing about comes to, it's, yeah, alien. The lighthouse. (laughs) (laughs) So... Having to, up to you now. almost <laughs> have sex with a hot demonic uh, uh, mermaid is and alien. Awesome. The alien puts its babies right inside but, of you. Right. But you can't, yeah. you can't do that. So you end up having to jerk off in a lighthouse. My vote's <laughs> alien. <laughs> the number four best game movie of all time. Alien. Alien. <laughs> 
So we're top three. Is my time to go first, boys and lads? I think it's my time. I just Dude, I, st I, I started know. with that. I think I mentioned that if you're playing poker mm. with me, corn, wait a minute, cornhole, fucking ladder golf, I Girls. never know the score. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you think you're gonna try to tell me who went last? No fucking clue. No, it's Joe's turn. To go okay. first. If it was me, I wouldn't even know. Let's. <laughs> it wasn't you. I just remember the lighthouse starting it off and me being nervous because you went, oh shit, oh shit. Oh, this is top three now. Oh, I don't even. Oh, I wish I wasn't going first here. Well, you are. I know. Just put on your big boy fucking pajamas <laughs> and start fucking getting to work. <laughs> Not your big boy pajamas, your big boy fucking pajamas. Yes. I bought those for you special. All right. Your little Brian James bed. So we're talking Funny about. Joe Basement Podcast, episode 40. 40. Our fourth top That's 10 insane. list. Fucking 40? 40 episodes. We really did it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll indulge on this at 50, but I'm we'll really there. Gonna, Yeah, 50 old we'll have a party. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so yeah, we're at the top three of the best scary movies of all time. I'm next on the list, and now we're getting to the really heavy hitters. We're actually, actually going to have to argue now, I think. A little bit beyond there. We've been all lovey-dovey the whole time, but yeah. I'm really willing to go to bat for all my shit here. And this movie is the quintessential horror movie. Now we've been doing scary movies, psychological oh thrillers, you know, ghost stories, uh, great movies about kids playing baseball, things like that. But electrocution. now we're, yeah, electrocution. <laughs> and now we're on to the top three, so it's time to let out all the stops. And my pick for number three is the movie Halloween. John Carpenter movie. It is the movie that changed America in the way that we talked earlier about. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, the devil's in the suburbs. All these rich people are having a satanic cult. What about the idea that you and your pretty little town, your little neighborhood, can be torn apart by things that can happen to you every day? Michael Myers, also known as The Shape in the original movie, is a man who murdered his older sister and his family as a child. Only put away. What do we know about him before? besides that? Nothing. We don't need to. I don't even know how he met Chewbacca. I don't want to see him with his therapist. All I want to see him is walking around the suburbs of Midwestern America and scaring the fuck out of people. Not just the teenagers in the movie, but every person in America at the time. You can't escape it. Walk in your house. Do some laundry in your basement. Go to your attic. Have a little nap. Leave your kids at home with a teenager babysitter next thing you know this monster enters the room and it's over for you the only person who knows him best thinks he deserves to be put down 
the villain of Halloween, the music, the sheer terror, how it invades yourself. You're not crazy. You're sane. It's even scarier. You're seeing the truth of reality that even in your little suburbs, your perfect little life, that terror can come upon your house and he doesn't have a motive. He doesn't have a reason. All he has is fear. My pick for number three, the movie Halloween. It's a great pick. really good. Yeah, can't argue with Halloween. The only person who knows him best is Dr. Loomis. Loomis. Michael. Michael, <laughs> go home, Michael. And and one thing you need to hit on is that everybody on Halloween is in a costume, so he can roam freely throughout the midst of them all. Because, because it's Halloween. Yes! And no one knows that he's not You're a so superhero. right. Yep. The movie's called Halloween. It takes place on Halloween. It's even better. It's almost like you don't even know about it. Oh, my God. You, no, you're so right because you can just walk among all the costumes. Yeah. It's Halloween. I mean, it's. And they 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 do think they have iconic Halloween. cars in that movie, like that wagon that he steals from the mental institution when he drives out. The school bus scene where he kills everyone on there and they go try to find it. And he's, it's just it's just like, no words. Great movie. Jumpsuit the whole thing. I also like that. Uh, you know, it's usually lumped up with that Never on Elm Street and uh, oh, fuck whatever yeah. the Freddy. I mean, the Jason one is called. Yeah. But it's, he's just a person. Mm-hmm. He is. He's very big and very <laughs> immune to bullets and stuff somehow, but he's just a person. He's the boogeyman. He's the boogeyman. Yep. He really is. He's the, he's, he's the, the, the boogeyman. So, <clears throat> and that's a movie from the 70s, another classic. The music, the... The know. director yeah. and writer made the soundtrack. John Carpenter did all three of those. That's really cool. The director did the... Well, we'll put it in the podcast. I shouldn't sing it. So I've got another movie of a similar time, a little bit later. I think that we're pushing over 10 years since Halloween came out. Hellraiser. We're going to these movies, and Hellraiser is not just iconic, but it has multiple characters in it. And, um, And... it's a movie, slow paced, just like the rest of them. And you yeah. see people like 13 Ghosts, the same type of looking folks with pin, Pinhead. Not oh, pinhead. The I mean, Cenobites. Um, the Cenobites, yes, the Cenobites. And they represent like your darkest desires and your darkest fears and your darkest regrets. Yes. And you get stuck. He, he, and it's almost like you're in, um, it's when you're in the, the area of the Cenobites, it's almost like you're in uh, purgatory. Yeah. Like really horrible fucking people who are making you commit to your decisions. Yeah. And your actions. And their their opinions are based twist upon this idea that pain and pleasure are so intertwined that mm-hmm. they like their pain is pleasure to them and pleasure is pain. And this guy goes out searching for the ultimate thrill and he, he mm-hmm. meets the next dimension of what it really means yeah. to be that. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's again it's a psychological in your head type of thing. Like, do you really want this? Did you think too much about this? Did you not think enough? But about it's it? also a body horror movie where the guy gets brought back to life bit by bit by murder, and he slowly sacrifices, bring his body back. You see the veins. Because well, she's having upon. sex with the. She's bringing in men. The woman, I forget what her role is. Yeah, but she keeps taking she keeps them for just him. being like, I'm sexy, like this newscaster on the Playboy magazine. And she starts, <laughs> Bringing people in, and then she feeds them to this to yeah. this this entity that just every everything he consumes, he, grows he just starts growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's a it's a haunted house mixed with a 
uh, some more daylight scenes. It's it's uh, in fog and this, and you see the actual guy, and he's the leader of it all. And then you realize that all these people, all the Minobites, were real people. Cenobites. Sorry, Cenobites. They were all normal people at one point. Just in life, like him. Just like him. I do have one question. You have to watch it. What movie are we talking about? Hellraiser. <laughs> Hellraiser. <laughs> but not Hellraiser 2 or Hellraiser 3, just Hellraiser. Hellraiser in the original. <laughs> Hellraiser 2 does kick ass, though. So no, they, are, no, they are actually all good. I, I support all But, yeah, just to <clears throat> jump upon that even more, like, yeah, the idea that it's not just the haunted house movie where a guy is murdered and then he's a ghost in the attic. It's the sci-fi interdimensional idea plus the yeah. hell it's everything. It it's really everything is a perfect culmination of all of it in one. I was, I was so, cause I was, I've, I've never seen it. It's on your list, though. I was so. It's all on the list. Developed in you explaining it, and it's it's. I got so lost, and I was like, "This sounds terrifying." <laughs> then I was like, "Wait, what is this called?" <laughs> <laughs> That's called Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Dylan's vote for number three. Number three. All right, so my turn for number three. This is probably the only one on the list that includes Bill Murray as a cast member. I know um, where you're going with this. I can almost guarantee. I can guarantee you, I have the. Oh, thank you, Joe. The Gar right, Garfield, the Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the sequel to Garfield the movie. <laughs> Bustin makes me feel good. Am I close? Uh, okay, but my real one has nothing to do with Bill Murray I at really all. I really genuinely thought you committed to that, and I was like, we're doing this. We're doing Garfield to well, tell two kids. Actually, I think I changed my mind. Okay, so, uh, I mean, it was terrifyingly bad, if that counts. Uh, no, so my, my number three is definitely not as, uh, I guess, classic or mainstreamly thought of as, like, it's iconic horror movie. Yeah. And I could be totally wrong, but... This is a remake of a 1973 movie. This one came out in 2010. <laughs> the Crazies. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, that was good, dude. That first mm. scene. You go on. I'll, I'll let you. Hey, this tell is me, your, tell this is your thing. So, I haven't thing. seen it. The original movie was 1973. I've watched both. Mm-hmm. As I feel most, yeah, not all, but any movie from like the 60s, 70s that gets remade before 2015, the remake's probably going to be better. Nowadays, I don't know about that. But maybe I'm just, but for this, anyways, definitely the remake is better. So the whole theory of this is, or the premise is, it's like small town America, in Midwest, somewhere like that, where you have a sheriff, and everyone knows everyone by first name. Yeah. Baseball game going on. This scene, man, so good. This is the opening scene. Mm-hmm. See this farmer, overalls, twelve gauge double barrel shotgun. Starts walking towards the baseball field, little league field. Dragging it, right? No, he's holding it. Oh, I thought he was like dragging it like this. No, you're he's... thinking of later on with the pitchfork. Okay. And he's just walking, and he gets gets over the fence. He's walking. Everyone freaks out. Sheriff goes, "All right, take care of this." Gets there, face to face. He's talking. He knows the guy by name. You know something's off with him. Hey, Billy, what you doing on here? Shotgun. The skin color's wrong. He's drooling. He's not responsive. Wait, his skin color's wrong. <laughs> What kind of movie is this? <laughs> he forgot to go tanning. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah, I'm sorry. And that's when you just you realize something's not right here. And it takes about half the movie to figure it out. And the whole time you're like, all right, well, is it that or it's this? 20 minutes later, you're like, 
okay, so it's definitely that. And you're like, what's the cause? And you think of two or three reasons. And as the movie thinks, you figure out what it is. It's it's lined up in a perfect order that you can... You're not just following it. You're trying to solve it along as you're watching the movie. Sure, yeah. You want to know, too. It ends up being a chemical warfare weapon that spilt when a government plane people crashed. Are, people are the real, the real monsters. And, I mean, I know we're, we've, we're not issuing spoilers anymore, but the movie ends with the government nuking the city. Oh, no. To fully eliminate the chemical weapon. So good. It's like the Halo ring. Such a good movie. I want to watch it. The Crazies. Crazies. For number three. It's a great movie. I saw it in theaters when it came out. The new one. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're going to vote for number three now. I'm going to vote for Halloween because it has to be a number three. I mean, I don't want to vote it out. It's great. Number three best. I'm going to vote. Fuck. God, that's a hard pick. Both Dom and Dylan convinced me, but I can't give up Halloween. They won't do it. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's so good. <laughs> hoe you out here? Yeah. <laughs> While we're doing this? No, yeah. I'm not doing it. Anyways, um, yeah, no one's picked on that. Um, fucking shit. Hellraiser, Halloween, the crazies. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick hell, fucking... Hellraiser. Hellraiser, Halloween. So, both will one vote. Even though... It's more me. The one I'm going to pick, <laughs> I haven't seen. I did want to put it on my list, but I shouldn't know enough about it to actually put it on. And I really like the premise of it. I'm going with Halloween. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to pick Hellraiser. No, That's how I looked at it. I couldn't put my ego away for this one. I'm glad, I'm glad Halloween loses. won. I'm glad Halloween <laughs> won. Who's this was an ego decision. You never turned the <laughs> Halloween needed to win this. I'm very glad it's on there. Yeah. Halloween win. Need to be on there. And I think, for the record, I should say that Hellraiser is on my backup list. I only didn't pick it because I thought you should pick it, and I oh, I wanted it to I wanted yeah. it to do well, but I just I, I was yep. like, it's okay. Remember earlier, okay. I was like, oh yeah, I put one movie aside because I want to pick Hellraiser. But I know I don't pick it. He won't let me down. Anyways, Hellraiser Number and three. The Crazies, which I gotta watch The Crazies yeah. because that sounds definitely. terrifying. I, just, really. I haven't seen the original. I'm dying to I would love to see uh, it. Definitely watch it. It's definitely a lot slower. Uh, the big difference is there's some nudity in that. <laughs> and Jack shit! I just gotta start a new one. All stays in. Yeah. All right, here we are back. Top ten scary movies, best ten scary movies. Almost the same thing. We're into the top two now. Peace up. So Peace Dylan, down. Thanks, start Dylan. it off. Appreciate the formal introduction. Number two on your list. Number two on my list. 
is it's a remake of a movie f- it's a remake a remake it's a remake of a broadcast that came out over Ooh. am radio in the 50s and then it's a movie from the 60s and then it's a it's a movie from uh, like 2006 or something 2005 i still have my tickets dub <clears throat> I do you really? Because I don't. I do because it was the first time I ever kissed a girl. That's Joe. I wasn't there for that. <laughs> <laughs> you might have my vote already. <laughs> I'm not sure I could pull off kissing a girl for this movie in 2005, but Joe can. So, um, in this movie, some shit happens. And it's, it's the first movie that we've really totally talked about that is complete human annihilation. And it was competing with a movie that I've talked about in episode like four or five or six or seven or eight or nine, ten. Um, that also is the same thing. And it's fucking terrifying. And by that movie, Joe, what is it called? You kissed a girl here. I feel like you know. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my first time making out with a girl movie was in Hildago, a little different, <laughs> <laughs> a little, little different of an environment. A little different. <laughs> a little different environment, same time. So at that same oh, time, I was in a, a movie with another group of people called Secret, Secret Window. Window. <laughs> yes, and when this all happened, Johnny Depp was in that and Nightmare on Elm Street. All right, we have to. Move we're on. talking Tom Cruise, not Johnny Depp. And what happens <laughs> in this movie is that um, uh, there's reports in Asia. Of these things that are these big tall stuff, and you guys know we all know the story. And they're they're it's the war of the world, humans, and it's crazy. There's aliens coming down to take us all up, and, and they're smarter than us, and they're better. Who can't even sleep with the fucking lights off and the window blinds open at night for most of my life at this age? Uh, then all of a sudden, there's this birthday party scene on the news, you know, and all of a sudden you finally see the thing walk past the window. That's signs. Not the window. Fuck that. That's signs. from the movie Signs. <laughs> That's signs. All right. <laughs> But they're all combined. Signs is pretty scary too. Signs should be on the list. Signs is on the list. Right, so put on Signs by Tesla. All right, number number okay. two is World of Worlds. If you combine it with the movie Signs, because it's super those scary. movies are so those good. If they were together, are so holy scary. shit! Holy shit! This would be the scariest movie ever. Swingway, so. Meryl, the water. <laughs> but we're talking about World of Worlds. That scene from Signs was very scary for me. Wait, as well. is Signs the one with the water? Yes. Oh, no, 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 that's great. <laughs> yes, that's a great movie. Very scary. But, but it's, it yes. is, it's War of the Worlds is his pick, though. Yep. War of the Worlds And it's pick. awesome, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, um, they played on the radio as a, like, a telenovela before it was television. They they read out the script, and people were so terrified, they thought it was a real they invasion. They real, so they freaked out. They didn't re- There's no, like, YouTube ads or, like, the name of it. Deaths. They just turned on their radio, and it said... They're coming for us. LA you know, is flee. invaded by uh, uh, extraterrestrials. Beasts, you know, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, extraterrestrials. It was crazy. So um, it scared not only people who watched the movie at the time and the remake, and I made out during it, and their minds of science. And people were fucking terrified in the fucking real society, terrified. not just at the movie. Yeah. They thought it was real. Yeah. And so, so you know, so it's it, it has the thing where there. So uh, Tom Cruise is in Brooklyn by the Brooklyn Bridge. No, 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 that was uh, that, Jesus that Christ. Was your wrong pick. movie again. No, no, that's your pick. But we're done talking about it. I'm not done talking about it. <laughs> we're fucking done talking about this. So I gotta talk about a scene that relates this podcast, and that's what we're gonna talk about right now. So, so you have you are now prey, hundred percent prey. You get that feeling. 
across the country, across the world, they see this is happening. They're like, oh, we took one down with our whatever it is, rocket launcher, or we, we got up inside and put a grenade in it. It blew up, and there's these things that are billions, zillion times more powerful and bigger than anything the human race can do, and they're harvesting us like cows, and they're grinding us up and spraying our blood everywhere. Yeah, It's, and, it's a um, harvesting, yeah. It, that's just killing. They're, they're, they're capturing people. Capturing yeah. people, putting them in cages, and then just like just grinding them up into fucking fertilizer and spraying them everywhere. It's fucking nuts. And those things were planted here tens of thousands of years ago, and now they said it's time for them to raise up to the ground and destroy all humans on this planet. And if there's one scene, Dom, that you'll understand because you talk about how it made you feel, and there's just like in the Dylan Joe good. Basement podcast, there's a basement scene in War of the Worlds Uh-oh. where they're all hiding in a basement of a house just like this. No fighting in the and basement. The, and there, the little probe comes down looking for looking for any signs of human life. And if it finds them, it's going to capture them and take them up in the thing. It's fucking nuts. And that's the ultimate second scariest movie. <laughs> <laughs> because you, as humans, as a race, as a whole thing, you are the target of something that you have almost no control over, no power against, yeah. nothing you can do. You think society you control your little collapsed. world, but you don't anymore. Yeah, society's collapsed. Your fucking property doesn't matter. Nothing. It's all fucking over like that quickly and there's no way to defeat it until they found a way fucking awesome number two pick war of the worlds and then and then if you add that one scene from science with the birthday party that part's (laughs) fucking scary besides that science wasn't as scary but yeah it's scary just (laughs) abnormal (laughs) the number two pick dom please my number two pick is uh so thanks joe it's my favorite Stephen King horror movie, a little thing called Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Uh, I recommend it. It's also a Ramon song, but uh, I think they took it from Stephen King. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Pet Cemetery is all about. Uh, it's it's fucking good. It's. I remember it's, it's scaring the shit out of me, much like The Ring, because I saw it probably around the same time. Yeah, me and too. it scared the hell out of me. It's uh, so like I don't do dead pets, man. The Judge. It's from my pets. cousin Vinny. It's so scary. Uh, I don't remember. Two youths, a big uh, southern man. Yeah, he is the farmer across the street in Pet Cemetery. Remember the episode of uh, South Park where they have to go California way? Yeah. He's like, I don't know about that California way. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy. Yeah. Okay, I'll put the cartoon face to that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's all about this. It's uh, this you know, young family. They move out into this farmland area. Uh, he is the, the the wife doesn't work, the husband is um, like the school nurse at a college. <laughs> Early into his mm-hmm. like first or second week at that job, a student gets hit by a car and is killed. But they bring it into the nurse's office first, and he's working on it and he dies. So then that kid becomes a ghost and follows him through this whole journey about this new house they're in. It's a cemetery. <laughs> do we gotta do plot points? <laughs> we have to do plot points. <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. We're doing the entire thing. Number two, please. I'm sorry. Indian burial ground. <laughs> okay, get to that shit. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I, didn't mean to no, I really am you, sorry. I would have gone way too far. I know. With I know. That. I know. We'll Basically, there's this cemetery near their house, unofficial thing, Indian thing, and. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're burying their pets in Indian burial ground, and they come to life when they die. As as like you can bury your dead cat in, in the burial ground, and it comes to life. But it'll what try cost? to kill you. What cost? It tries to kill you. The cat that you love that lives tries to kill you. I love that. Yeah. So he ends up cemetery. He has to bury people there. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. If it works for cats, it has worked for people. Bury people. It's a natural progression. It's so true. It is. Very scary. God damn it. (laughs) My number two picks. No matter which pick. Is, I know we said uh, the top ten best scary movies of all time. But this one actually is my scariest. We talked about it last week on the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. It's not number one, it's number two. It's number two. His best is number two. It's number two. <laughs> <laughs> my number one, block it in. It's not as it's, good. It's, as a movie, it's a movie about demonic possession. It's called The Exorcist. I didn't want to get too into it last week because I knew I was going to bring up this podcast here. It is the scariest movie ever in my mentality it's not the horror slices number one i think number one's a better movie it's not scary (laughs) this one's kind of (laughs) lame no it's great uh yeah it's scary as shit it's yeah it's about the exorcist (laughs) god damn it we're not a steam here plot points (laughs) thank you girl Gets possessed by the devil. Her mom is scared as shit. Her family's falling apart. The priests come in. We showed you last week. But the way it pushed the boundaries at the time. We're talking about Rosemary's Baby or Night of the Living Dead. People were freaked out. never seen this shit before. They saw a preteen girl stabbing herself in the crotch with a bloody cross saying, Your mother sucks cocks in hell. People didn't see that shit. And they didn't do it for laughs or for gore. They were to scare the shit out of you. When she rises up out of that bed and these men who have seen the world are terrified this little girl rising up and the cold strikes the room and chills to their bones. Scary ass motherfuck. And even the people who think they have a connection to the people who could save you. God, Christ could save you. They can't save you. It's fucking terrifying, man. And it's... It's visually stunning for a movie made nearly a half century ago. It was in the early 70s. We always think it was 30 years ago. It's 2021. 50 50 years ago was 1971. It came out two years later. Nearly a half century ago. This movie still scares me to this day. The Exorcist is probably the best horror movie of all time, but it's not the best scary movie of all time. Anyways, I'm going to pick number two. The Exorcist. You saw it last week. You know, yeah, it goes. Sorry. So those are our three picks. We have War of the Worlds, The Exorcist, and Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. So who votes first? I think Dylan. You vote. Dylan votes first. Haven't seen Pet Cemetery. Sounds fucked. Um, The Exorcist is. You're not uh, wrong. Is very scary, and I saw The Exorcist beginnings before I saw The Exorcist, and was mortified. And War of the Worlds uh, mixed with signs is fucking scary <laughs> to me. It's fucking terrifying, actually. It's fucking terrifying. I um, I gotta say the uh, the the best one um, is uh, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Yep. I'm going for War of the Worlds. Only broadcast that really made people like go and do complete breakdown and and make everyone think that oh, fifty percent of Americans believe in aliens. Then all of a sudden. 
they all fucking do because they heard a rave artist. Oh shit! Now what do we do? Yeah, yeah. So I say we're the worlds. All right. So number two. Those are all really good movies. I know. But we know. We're gonna stick with Pet Cemetery. You know. Pet Cemetery. Okay. So I would say. I have to vote for Exorcist because it's the Exorcist. Shit. It's so late in, in the scary movies. We're gonna <clears throat> yep. pick. We're yeah. gonna pick War of the Worlds at this point. I, I mean, I, there could have been a, an argument for it earlier on, but at yeah. this point, I can't. Really. But the Exorcist is one person. We're I, gonna debate for a second. I know. That's just one fucking chick, dude. I know, but I was not scared of War of the Worlds because you're making out with bitches. Okay. Well, I've seen it <laughs> since. You didn't have the I've same experience. Seen, but. Brian's older brother took us to see War of the Worlds. It's fucking terrifying. I think that it's probably what we, we've been hitting on the point the whole time is that <clears throat> what you're scared of makes you scared of movies. That's right. You're scared of extraterrestrials abducting movie. you, so it makes you more scared than I. But when I saw signs, I was scared as fuck because I thought extraterrestrials might probably get me. You weren't making out with anyone in that movie, I guess, right? No. I watched it uh, with my mom. Okay. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that explains that. <clears throat> so so we have to do another round now. You can't vote for the same thing you voted for last time. You have to vote for a different movie. Okay. Don't right. go. So I gotta vote first. <sighs> Exorcist. I vote Exorcist. It's fucking scary. All right. So what I'm gonna vote for is what I was planning on voting for before. But I just wanted to get Pet Cemetery out there one more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going with the Exorcist. Yeah. All right. Joe, what's your vote? Just for fucking fun. <laughs> you can't vote for it this time. I vote for War of the World. Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I came in second. I'm sorry. <laughs> I kissed a girl and I liked it. KK Perry. <laughs> fucking bitch. Let me see those tits. <laughs> no, but Pet Cemetery is awesome. But I saw War of the Worlds and... Uh, you can't unsee it. Just ask America in 1957. Scary. If that fucking happened, you'd shit your dick off. Defied Tower. In the face of the enemy. <laughs> Let the enemy have no power over you. And the sound of iniquity be power is to harm you. Your mother sucks cocks and hell. Terrorists, you faithless slime. Come on, please. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who once and for all consigned that fallen tyrant to the flames of hell. And here we are, at long last, at the end of the list of the 40th episode. I'm just glad you guys all made it this far, which is, by analytics, 1% of our viewers. Hello, you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're so glad to hear ye, to see you here, rather. Hear ye. At, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> to hear ye and to see ye. Thank you. At number one on the list, the best scary movie of all time. Dominic, you have the first vote. All right. My vote for the best scary movie. A little movie called Insidious. Classic millennial. <laughs> hey man, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That's right. laughs> oh, goddamn generations being so wide. Just young people. God damn it. No, I mean it's uh I think it's a legitimately good movie. I remember it came out it was like 
2009, 2010, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was the first scary movie that I like. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that was fucking scary. And I was immediately like, I gotta watch that again. It's just, it starts off so mysterious. Where there's just, it's just a happy family. They got a baby and like a four-year-old. Am I just doing plot points right now? Or like, how <laughs> no, do, can number, I do this? Number one, you get the fucking roll, dude. You, <laughs> you fucking go for it. Go for it. Go for it. It's number one. And they move into a new house. The dad looks a little bit like John Cusack, but it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> Far too no way. Good to know. But it might be. I don't remember. <laughs> I just his face is there for my in my mind for some reason. So I don't think he's in it though. The media will tell you. It's anything. not him. The media it, will it, tell you anything. No, it's not, I'll tell you who it is. It's Night Owl from Watchmen. <laughs> it's the same guy. He's an Aquaman now. <laughs> he's not John Cusack. <laughs> Some of us haven't seen Watchmen. <laughs> I haven't seen Watchmen. Or Aquaman. I don't know his name. <laughs> he's Insidious. He's in The Conjuring. He's the same guy. I've never seen The Conjuring. Oh, <laughs> Wait, who is he in Aquaman? He's the bad guy. Willem D- oh, no. Willem Dafoe's not the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. But you, can you see where I'm getting drunk? <laughs> <laughs> of course. He's a nerd. <laughs> okay. But he's cool. <laughs> Like yeah. John Cusack. So you get it. Okay, yeah, so the I movie's called Insidious, and it's just called Two Brothers. <laughs> okay. No, Insidious. So, yeah, a fresh new family. <laughs> all, right, all right, you're done. No, okay, no, I got it. Basically, you ready? It's all about It's all about uh, this kid. He starts getting scratches on his body and stuff in the middle of the night. Yeah. And they start, like, they birth party, they take pictures, and they see this entity in the background. And... As time goes on, more pictures, it gets closer and closer. And they find out that, like, they're like, well, something's going on here. So he called, the dad calls his mom, and he's like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, call this phone number. <laughs> and these people come, because it turns out it's uh, it's like a generational curse. So this kid got cursed. What like, the, A dad, he got cursed when he was a kid. And there's this. Fucking crazy! It, it basically looks like a. Hereditary? Is this hereditary or is this insidious? <laughs> sorry, I mean, sorry, it's a, it's a demon that cursed the dad, <laughs> and then when he had a baby, it ended up cursing the baby. It's a, it's a great movie. It's a crazy insidious. Movie. It's a crazy Dom's movie. pick for the insidious number one best scary Fucking movie of all of all so time bad. of all time. Okay. <laughs> Any last comments? Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's very scary. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and it's so good. One more comment. Number other than the Green Mile, this is the movie I've seen the most. <laughs> That's that actually really awesome anecdote. Dom comes home after a really long day of work. <laughs> I'm tired. Insidious. Goes, I'm gonna put on Insidious. <laughs> you know, I actually saw Insidious last <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm gonna put on the Green Mile. It's yeah. a double feature. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every day in 2021, it's either Insidious or Green Mile. I can't choose. I don't know. Someone help me. It's horrifying. <laughs> I just need to watch something that makes me calm. (laughs) (laughs) My vote. I feel like home home when it's. We've only had one nominee so far. This has been a long one. What's it again, Dom? What's the movie called? (laughs) Insidious. You should call it Insidious. Okay, alright. It's so insidious. It's so fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) Ranking it at number one so far. Insidious. Insidious. Joe. 
John Cusack may or may not be in it. <laughs> we're not sure because we're not experts. We never claim, claim to, to be, be an expert. Yeah. <laughs> My number one pick for the best scary movie of all time. It's not the most horrifying, <coughs> but it scared the fucking hell out of me, as always do. But it's also the best movie of everything noticed or mentioned tonight. It's the movie based on a Stephen King novel. No, it's not Pet Cemetery. No, it's not Stephen King's It, who is on my alternative or list. Or the bullet. Or the bullet. It is the movie called The Shining. Boo. The Shining. The movie where a, a family of three, father, mother, and a child named All Danny, right they go to the Overlook Hotel, and they get trapped there for a long period of time. Now, this brings in everything we've had before. The isolation, the psychological breakdown, and not understanding who you are, the interpersonal relationships between people, the fear to have your family be hurt, but then you become the actual monster who might bring that fear and violence upon your family at the Overlook Hotel, plus snow. the acting, plus snow, plus the awesome, crazy, crazy scenes filmed and directed by Stanley Kubrick, one of the best directors of all time. I mean, The Shining might not be the best. The breast. Might not be the breast work. It might not be the breast work. It might not be the greatest book Stephen King ever wrote. I've never read it. The Shining might not be Stanley Kubrick's best movie. I haven't seen all his movies, but I love them. But The Shining is the best scary movie of all time because it has every element we talked about tonight, plus amazing acting, amazing writing, and it leaves you hanging. And here's the clincher. Stephen King hated it because he doesn't understand what fear is. <laughs> he thought it was stupid because left open-ended. But when you're trapped in that hedge maze with your own father coming to hatchet you to death, and he freezes away at the Overlook Hotel, and you don't know what's real or what's not, and you don't understand if it actually was haunted or it's just what happens. My pay for number one is The Shining. Thank you. Thank you for that, Joe. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dom, for your explanation as well. Thank you. <laughs> 1977. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now realizing I already knew it was top. <laughs> forgot. Sorry. 1974. <laughs> oh, three years earlier. 1974. Chick named Sally goes out to investigate, like a uh, her grandfather's grave that may have been vandalized in actual bumfuck Texas. Literal. Come on, let's round it up. Come on, do it. And her and she brings along her paraplegic brother, aka a kid in a wheelchair. <laughs> Wait, like he's also known as Kid in the Wheelchair. That's his street yeah. name. Yep. <laughs> and his name is Franklin, very suiting. And um <laughs> like the turtle. <laughs> it just works. Like the turtle, yeah. Like the turtle. It just works. So <laughs> that for a blast from the fucking past. So Sally Franklin and maybe her boyfriend go out to Terrible. their old family. I don't even know what his name is. Um, Neither do I. They go out to their old family's farmhouse to go investigate what's going on here in shit fuck Texas, and they pick up a hitchhiker 
because the area is full of slaughterhouses. So this kid says he works at a slaughterhouse. All he does all day is kill cows. Uh, industrial farming, thousands of cows putting nails in their head type of environment. You're already fucked up. And this kid's wicked fucked on the side of the road, the hitchhiker. And he ends up cutting Franklin with a knife. They kick him out, and the kid's, like, messed up in the head. They just pick up someone who just wants to cut them, messed up. They go to the farmhouse, and then they discover um, at the farmhouse. Are you reading? He's reading the plot points. I was not reading the plot points. I was reading a couple things. Sell the movie. (laughs) Selling the movie. All right, you have unlimited time. You have to sell it, though. You can't read fucking plot points. I had to get some names down. All right, all right. So now I got this. So they. I'm all ears. Get to the farmhouse. They wander off a little bit. They are looking for gas because their hippie van broke down. It so broke down. The fucked up kid they forget about. They're like, all right, Franklin's cut up and fucked. <laughs> and it's not good. And um, so they go in there asking for gas because they hear motors running, this type of stuff. And um, <clears throat> and they go in and uh, and they all start going missing because they're like, yeah, bring in. And it's this big middle door shut. Someone goes missing. That door. Like a barn door. You know what? But it's metal. And it goes the holy system's broken. It just slams. And they see in there that there's bones hanging everywhere. This like the decor is just bones. And these are slaughterhouse family with just bones. It's so messed up. And you're you're like on edge. The second the movie starts, and um, and and there's some crazy guy named Leatherface who wears human skin over his face, cutting people with chainsaws. And all they do is that this is just a bumfuck middle of nowhere shithole Texas. With these people who probably exist that just kill people and no one will ever know. That's the whole story. So the whole point, and then eventually she escapes, she's running away from the guy with the chainsaw, gets in a, in a truck and runs away. And, and gets away from all this nightmare of her boyfriend getting his legs cut off and is cut open. It's a slaughterhouse for human beings in a farmhouse in Texas. Yeah, and no one fucking will, nowhere. Middle of nowhere, dirt roads, no one will ever find you. They're hiding and they're constantly being chased and run from and the chainsaw sound. This movie oh, had man. a budget of like nothing. It made probably for its amount invested the most money of that whole decade. Yeah. Because so, it made millions and it cost like what like twenty thousand dollars. It was like forty grand. It had a, it was a major motion no budget. picture. And the best part of the movie is it's like uh ninety minutes long, I think, maybe, not even. And the whole the movie is done so so well that you actually feel like you are Sally. You're there, and all of a sudden you need gas. You have this fucked up hitchhiker. Then you hear looking for gas. Then everybody you know is getting cut up by chainsaws and, and fucked up things and put on hooks. In 1970, there was no version of like the GoPro camera no. to be there. But that movie, even today, so it looks like you're there with them. Yeah, and how fucking horrifying! You're there it. with them, you and feel you are stuck. Sally. And then all of a sudden, you're crying, laughing in the back of a pickup truck because somehow you're able to escape there, and it's all over. Mm. And that seems like the scariest movie to me of all time because it's one so well done and it's so short. That this is really how it would feel if this actually happened to you. That it's 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 a moment in time where you lost all your loved ones almost immediately to the most fucked up thing ever, personally. You can't even imagine. You can't even imagine that your brother's getting cut in half by chainsaws and put on a, on a, on a meat hook full of people who all they do is process meat. And then you're in a truck covered in blood with a guy with a chainsaw chasing you with human skin on him. Jesus and the movie's Christ. over. And that's it. That's it. And that's why it takes number one for me because it's the only movie I've talked about so far that is uh, designed to just genuinely make you feel like you were there. And when you look back on it, it was just a super short period of time 
and it's over and it's fucked and you're fucked. Everyone's fucked. The whole thing's fucked. And it stays with you. And it stays with you. Like all the best movies on the list, there's it no stays better, with you. And there's no better uh, best scariest movie of all time, but there's also no better horror movie. It nails every category for me times 100. And, and, it's I, also, and I actually want to keep watching it. Like it's so fucked up, but I'm like, no. it is so good. And you get the, you know, I don't know if you guys have like gone out to like those areas or the middle of nowhere where there's just fucking nothing besides like dead grass. That's the movie. You get that smell. You can smell the movie from there. The smell Absolutely. of the stainless steel, the blood, the chainsaw. Yeah. The it's two, the two stroke like fucking chainsaw gas. It just brings everything into one and then it's fucking over. And also based loosely on the events of Ed Gein's life. Mm. A man who would actually take human skin and sew it into lampshades and things like that. They transferred that over at the exact same time and America was terrified even more than ever to be stuck alone. In isolation... Is the theme of this list, if I'm so bold. Yeah, I mean, all the best is. movies the whole time is the isolation, the inevitability of death, and the paranoia of being chased by it and having no idea where the fuck you are or how the fuck you'll leave. So, let's start the voting for number one. All right. So, the movie I'm going to vote for, uh, one of the main characters is not like super famous, gets a lot of roles, but... No, a few definite, you recognize them from that. So are we voting Insidious? Are we voting The Shining? Or are we voting... Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. And this... Not with Gunny. This person I'm thinking of, their better movie is a little thing called Popeye. <laughs> but Shelley Duvall does a really good job in The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to vote for The Shining. <laughs> because of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I hope I can get this for the podcast, but the best insane scene of being terrified the whole movie, and then one moment of levity and sanity is uh, she's at the top of the stairs, just terrified of him. She realizes that she's, he's gone insane, and he, and she's like, "Stay away from me! Stay away!" Waving the bat at him, he goes, "Not gonna hurt you! Not gonna hurt you! I'm just gonna bash your fucking brains in." It is the most terrifying and odd and hilarious thing at the same time. My vote is also for The Shining. <clears throat> my vote, and I hold firm to my beliefs on this, is that I fell asleep to The Shining. Oh. <laughs> I did. Didn't make it. But I do know that it's good. But I, I firmly believe the best one of all time is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre original. I'm changing my vote. I, vo I vote Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is that not, that's not allowed. I, I don't want The Shining to win. What? Why I, not? It's this so is unprecedented. I know, it, I know it's the best one, and clearly it's the best, but I, I don't want it to be number one of the best scary movies of all time. Man, fuck you. TCM. <laughs> DJBP. It's just a good movie. 40. It's not... And it's terrifying because you were. I there. think it should be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Think I changed my vote. All right, so Texas Major Master wins. I just want to throw us out here. But we all know The Shining is the best one now. So I did Rotten Tomatoes for the, our each top one pick. We're not done yet. 
episode 40. We're the Dylan Joe Basin podcast with our hot friend named Don. Don hot, with an M, not an N. I said Don with an N. It's, it's an M actually, like as in uh, uh, monkey. And, um, <clears throat> and uh, we just did top 10 best scary movies of all time, ranking in number one is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. And uh, we do think you guys deserve to hear the Rotten Tomatoes scores of the top one picks Let's because we did thought. choose between three different films, as you guys have seen. So we're going to give it to uh, to Dom, Dom here to uh, let us know the Rotten Tomatoes And nothing's score. different about him. Don't look at his gobble. <laughs> Anyways, so we were choosing between Insidious, The Shining, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Insidious, Rotten Tomato, 66%. The Shining, Rotten Tomato, 84%. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 89%. Oh! Perfectly! <laughs> the tomato score correlated. And just for you guys to know, the tomato scale is based off of how many people hit up or down. Right, Joe? They said it was good or it was bad. Yep. Either critics or regular people like you and I. And the percentage said that 89% of people said, give me some Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep, and some people on that list said it was uh, like sucking a big hairy ball sack, <laughs> and they'll never see this movie ever again. But some people said it was the best horror movie they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That's how the scale. And that works. averages out to eighty nine percent. Eighty nine percent. Yep. And that's how you do it. So this is my favorite part of the show. Let's get into final thoughts. So let's do one brief bullet point about how you feel about the list, and then tell me about why it turned out the way it did. Why are these the best scary movies? Dylan, please. What do you mean? The ones that we chose for top 10? I went the wrong <clears> way. I'll cut this out. Dom, please. <laughs> Dom, why are these the best top 10? I'll cut this out. Hold on. Okay, yeah. So I remember what you already said. It's okay, Joe. You got to roll. It's all right. Say the last line. Yeah. Yeah. Where you, where you said. What? I wanted you to tell me two quick bullet points about the final thoughts this time. Because it's two different things. The number one thing is, how do you feel the list turned out? Is it righteous? Is it Completely bullshit. How's the list for you? Second point is, why did it turn out that way? What is? Why are these the best scary movies? Like, What is that fear? What is that about? All right. So for your first one, where why did it turn out this way, I think it's more of a what theme did we kind of gravitate towards? Because yeah. I think that's a great a, perspective. A, a lot of these was isolation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And being, and I, I think, I think if we did this same list two years ago, it wouldn't be as isolation forwarded that we've all been stuck inside for a year and a half. That's a good True. point. And it, it, I, I think it's very well could be. It's, it's some percentage altering the way we're looking at these movies. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, so. my, that's my final thought. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And so, do, why do you think that that's initially that uh, Insidious lost? <laughs> <laughs> I think similarly to Dominic, where there's these inherent ideas in us. <laughs> and us, and we have that fear. Within the past couple of years, isolation, within Dom, Dylan, and I, we have different of our most scary movies, whether it's like extraterrestrials or the unknown or claustrophobia. Those fears. I <laughs> <laughs> you're never Sorry, I couldn't help it. Those seep into 
what you perceive as being the scariest movie, but the best movie is obviously not just, you know, the scariest because I want to ride the bullet. Give me a high five for that. <clears throat> so, um, that was so good, yeah. dude. Whether it's, <laughs> it's the fear of the unknown or the fear of death, the tribalism that we've been born with still makes us scared of other things, and, you know, let's just all get along. <clears throat> so on to, uh, on to me real quick. My final thoughts are holistic in view hmm. in the same way that your guys' were. So, um, I think there's one thing you guys didn't say, and that's that we're picking movies that are the movies of the best, scariest movie, and all of them that did end up winning made you feel something. They did. It's not like, uh, you know, no idea, but it's it's something that makes you feel something. So... You get a movie where it's like, I feel like I'm in the shoes of this person or a fly on the wall, and it's one or the other. Not necessarily, and we didn't pick a whole lot of fantasy shit, mostly realistic stuff, and um, and uh, we did well. I think this is a good list, and people need to know about this podcast. Couldn't agree more. Yep. That's where I'm at. I got one other thing to talk about. Dom has one other right, thing to talk about. Let's round it out. Let's hear it. This head isn't real. Oh shit! What? What? We didn't know that. I just had to come clean. Thank you. Thank I think you for coming clean. Yep. Anything you have to come clean about before we wrap it up, or? Yeah. Um. I wish this Shining won. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, guys, that's it. <laughs> Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast live from a basement in an undisclosed location with Joe. And also Dylan and our hot guest, Dom Morrow. <laughs> we love you guys. And we'll see you next week for episode 41 in the October month of 2021 in the spooky season. Let's vote. I haven't gone yet. Nah, you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go ahead, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so now we're going on to number eight. No, no, sorry, seven. seven. <laughs> no, fuck that. Jeez, what do you mean today? What happened? <laughs> That's our- but this movie is called. I knew it going into it. <laughs> okay. And by that movie, Joe, what is this called? <laughs> you kissed a girl here. I feel you know. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first time making out with a girl movie was in Hildago. A little different. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little different of an environment. A little different. <laughs> a little different environment, same time. What was it? Was it this? I go, who gives a shit? It's an experience. You don't know what happened with the seagull? Not a big deal. Neither did the guy who it happened to. My vote is for Alien. <laughs> shit. I love the way you did that. Oh, the guy's saw in a hospital? It's oh, yeah. scary. In the corner in that little TV. Uh, the in body the, invasion. In the, in the ER in Marlboro Hospital. I saw it Holy there. Holy shit. I was terrified. 
Um, so my vote's fourth kind. <laughs> <laughs> With like the owl showing up in your, but it's you don't know what it actually is. I'm voting for alien. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So good.